Welcome to the DCOM After Dark Podcast. I am your host, Kevin, and I'm here as always with my co-host, Lindsay. Lindsay, what is going on? Nothing much. Just wrapping up the summer. I'm really excited for fall to come when it does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's been a it's it's been a sucky summer still because, you know, hashtag COVID. It's been raging for now at this point, years. Years has been here. And it is what it is. This is just kind of how the world works. But, um, you know. Well, we have even more heavier topics to talk about today. I even got my quarantine gold with me just in case I need to wipe (laughs) my eyes at any point. (laughs) This was this this week we are we are talking this month. We're talking about um, a movie that I didn't expect to be as heavy as it is because I did not see it when it came out back in uh, 2004. We're talking about Tiger Cruise. Uh, man, this one was really a shock. I'm not going to lie. I was not prepared for such a serious movie in tone. And one way you could know we weren't prepared is that we brought on a very special guest for this one. One of the funny people, the funniest people that we know, one of our very best friends, Matt Gray, Matt, welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, hey Matt, I'm so uh, we brought you to be here. <laughs> we brought you in though because we knew that Hayden Panettiere was uh, starring in this movie, and we know how much you love Hayden Panettiere. Love, love Hayden from her, uh, but, from her, her time as Carol Yost. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and remember the Titans. Save the cheerleaders, save the world. And Heroes, was she played she was in Heroes, she was in Nashville. I don't know if you watch Nashville, but a big country music guy. When you came in though, we were like, Oh, this would be when me and Lindsay were planning it, we're like, Okay, we'll book Matt for the Hayden Pinotier one that just makes the most sense. Then we got this movie. Yeah, I am so yeah. sorry. I had no idea it would be this heavy and this rough, but I'm still very glad that you're here to talk about these topics. I, I what? Wow! Thanks for the setup, guys. Appreciate that, right? I, I did not expect this. You didn't expect none of us. I don't think, Lizzie. You hadn't seen this movie when it came out, right? I had not, and I wish I would have known what I was getting myself into because I didn't, you know. When I don't watch them, I have to watch them twice, one to watch and then one to prep, and which means I had uh-huh. to watch this movie twice, which means I had Ooh. to cry multiple times within just a couple of days. <laughs> oh, it's, it's been rough. Heavy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, is, it is super heavy. I, but you know what? We got through it, and we're here to talk about it, right? So let's start with the cast. This, this was one of the better cast in a DCOM film. This cast Bro, was I huge. was shocked. shocked. There was just people. There was like stars everywhere, which is going to make who's the winner in life going to be tough because there's a ton of stars in this. We have Hayden Pinatier, as we already talked about, right? Who goes on? She does um, the movies. She does shows like like Heroes, which is ends up being huge at the time. She um, has a baby by one of the Klitschko brothers. In life, she does Nashville, which is also airs a million seasons. Um, what else does she do? She wasn't like you said in in before this. She was in Remember the Titans. Obviously, we knew that one. What else she do? I'm pulling it up right now. She's 
Anything off she, the top? Oh, wait. Wasn't she in... Uh, was she in Friday Night? No, she was not. Uh, she's been in a lot of stuff. Big fan of her work. Uh, big fan yes. of Hayden. Uh, yes. All right, I got it right here. Although, I got some other stuff that she's done. She's she's done... She was a voice in A Bug's Life. I didn't know that. Yeah, she's a princess, um, right? Yep, she was in Scream 4. She's done a lot of TV... She was in I Love You, Beth Cooper. She played Beth Cooper and I Love You, Beth Cooper. That was another great one. She was in um, The Architect. She was, there was a surprising amount of things that she's done. And she's like someone that sticks in our minds for a long time, especially me and Matt. Well, think, she's cutie patootie. I think for us, right? I think for us, we grew up with her, right? She was born in 1989. Uh, mm-hmm. She was our age and, and you know, I think one of the bigger movies of our lifetime was Remember the Titans, right? I think I watched it 500 yeah. times in school every time there's a movie day. <laughs> half, of, half of the teachers just threw on Remember the Titans. Um, so watching her like grow up, like when, when she was on Heroes, she was, what, 18, 19? So were we, yeah. right? We, we all lived together at one point, right? And, and we were watching that obsessively. Um, too bad the writer's strike happened. And just ruined, yeah, ruined everything. everything. Yeah. Uh, but, and, you know, so it's just like watching the cheerleader, you know, at, at high school. And she's a beautiful lady. Um, <laughs> I, I do feel, though. It was a very respectful way to say that, Matt. <laughs> You've shocked me. He's a father I, I, now. <laughs> I am a father. He's a daughter. He's a father with a daughter. Blue eyed, beautiful young girl. Um, that being said, I appreciate the thought of you picking me for the Hayden Panettiere movie. However, I felt like a terrible human being because when I turned this on and Hayden is 14 and I'm now 30, that was... The difference, though, is that, and this is something we've talked about on on the podcast in the past, is that all of these things came out when we were young. So when I, so like, for instance, I love me some Brenda Song. Right. And I had a huge crush on Brenda song when I was young. I have a huge crush on adult Brenda song, not on teenage Brenda song, but as a teenager, I had a crush on teenage Brenda song. That makes sense. So the same thing applies here. Right. So you had a huge crush on teenage Hayden Panettiere when you were teenage Matt Gray. Yes. And then now you're adult Matt Gray and you still think adult Hayden Panettiere it's gorgeous. Beautiful. Beautiful. Correct. So there you go. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. I just don't need, you know, some mandated reporter down the line being like, yo, this guy. <laughs> is I watched this podcast and he <laughs> said. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, don't have to worry about that. That's not going to happen because I wanted to make sure that was clear that this was when we were young. Because, we, yeah. I mean, and, and, 04. And if, you ever, if, you, if you ever happen to watch or listen to this, I'm not a creep, I promise. Just a <laughs> big fan of your work. <laughs> like I said, in 04, in 04, we were 16. Uh, something, yeah, so right around that. Yeah. Yeah. So 04 this is, would have been uh, junior year. Yeah, so we're like 16 at the time. Yeah. Um, she is. She's 15 at the time. That's where we are at that time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it it makes sense then, but we have her. She she stars in this movie. Um, 
I felt like that was like kind of a big get too for like, like I, I don't know about at the time. You think she's if, a big if she get? was a big? Well, I mean, so we're not think, done. There's, this is this so movie is Holman. <laughs> well, at the time, I think she was like on her 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 stardom was like skyrocketing on the right? rise. She, she she they did remember the Titans in what two thousand two thousand one, and mm-hmm. she had done a lot of other Disney stuff. Right. So yeah, she had, and then and remember she had that like little that little um arc on Malcolm in the Middle where yes. she like played played that like uh the, like the girlfriend little, the little friend that was like had a crush on Malcolm or whatever. Yeah. Um but she was like crazy, but like not crazy, but she had like the little arc as Jessica. So that was during this time. And at the time she was doing this Tiger Cruise movie, looking here she was in Fillmore, their their the cartoon, she had a voice role. At the same time, obviously, she got her um, SVU stint in there. She had a, a SVU episode. Every, all big names get the SVU episode. Oh, and that's when you knew the star was on the rise. Yeah. You, on the rise. And then uh, 2006, Heroes. That's when To the Moon. Boom. To the Moon. So we have Hayden Panettiere here. Another huge name, Bill Pullman. Mr. President. Shocker. Mr. President, the president from Independence Day, is in this little Disney Channel original movie. I will say that there's a lot of speeches that he gives in this movie, and I feel like the casting people were just sitting around like, who does really, really good speeches? They're like, give me that guy from Independence Day. We need (laughs) that guy. First of all, I'd just like to say, um, I think his most popular role would be from Spaceballs. Okay. Um, all right, Lone Star. Let's let people forget. Right, that's probably his finest performance. Um, but every time he stood in front of a little pulpit or a thing, he started to give a speech. I'm like, all right, come on, let's do it. Let's give it to me. Come on, we won't go quietly into the night. Come on, this is this is the moment, man. Right, right. Like, I mean, there's a few very American moments in history. Right, where like people come together and band together, and this movie kind of, kind of crosses right into one. So sure I appreciate does. the casting for this movie, right? Like, you got the guy from Independence Day, right? There's another very American moment, right? I mean, as terrible and as horrible as that tragedy was, I think retrospectively, September 11th pulled this country together, right? And as we talk about this right. in 2022. I think that's a very good moment to like, like the September 12th was a very American moment, right? Yeah. September, September 11th, September 12th, 2001 were like the most American I've seen. I've personally seen the country to this point, right. In our lives, because it was the day that there was a day after the attack. So we all like, like you said, rallied around each other. Because there was just so much confusion, just like in the movie we're going to get to, there's so much confusion around what's happening or what's going to happen. So it's the time when, like you said, everyone really pulled together and came together. You're right. But back to the um, cast, right? Right. So, yeah. so we got president. It's really we hard to Mr. talk president. about these things, but yeah, we right. got Mr. <laughs> president. Moving on, let's run through the rest of our. We had Macad Macad Brooks, man. Macad Brooks. 
I was when I saw the name in the in the liner notes or at the beginning, I was like, oh, I know that dude too. That dude was in True Blood. He was um. Oh, that's where he I came from. Yes, he had an episode of uh, SVU, of course. He yeah. was in the Mortal Kombat movie. Plays Jax in Mortal Kombat. So that's, that's where I legit know him from. He was in Glory Road. He was in Glory Road too, which is that basketball movie. Uh, yeah, where yeah, where yeah. the I remember him from that. I was like, man, I know this dude too. I mean, he's he's like barely in the movie, but he's there. He's there doing stuff. And I was like, man, God, they got Makai Brooks. Oh, he was also um in uh, Desperate Housewives. I yeah, I wouldn't know that. If... Yeah, Lindy, do you know that one? Yeah, one of the later seasons. Yeah, he was in Desperate Housewives. His mom was like uh, Alfred Woodard, Woodard in the in the show. I remember that. Man, so his, it was it, his dad in the surprise. show, right? Pop or whatever the, mm-hmm. in this movie. His dad, what's his name? That guy is a big get, right? For just a tiny role. Yeah, um, it was Mark Christopher through. Lawrence. Yes, 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 yes. yes. From Donna when he's dropping seconds. off his son. Um, that dude was on Chuck. Uh, yes. He was in Terminator. Yes. Termi- Terminator 2. We're talking about uh, like five seconds of this guy driving a car. That's how long yeah. he's yeah, this but, character. And that's crazy that you have this dude doing this small of a role. And this dude's been everywhere. It was that important of a movie. <laughs> and we should have known when we were going in and figured that out. Like, oh, they got some big names here, man. They got some big, big names. They have they have Jeanette McCruddy who ends up leaving acting. She plays Hayden's sister for all of a minute and a half. Yes, Jeanette McCruddy. She was ends up being in iCarly. I don't know if you guys watched iCarly, mm-hmm. and then she famously um, she becomes disillusioned with the film industry and she leaves. Uh, she retires from acting back in like 2016, and she does writing now. And she has like a pretty funny um, TikTok page, but like she has no interest in returning to act- acting for her own mental health, which is cool. I think that's really dope that she was able to walk away and just be like, "Hey, mental uh, health I'm matters, good. guys." Yeah, and she was like, "I'm good with this." And so she she's left acting, but I was I saw her and I was like, "I know her too." There's so many people in this movie. There's so many. Gary Weeks is in this movie, man. Gary Lieutenant Hottie is what I have dubbed him through this. <laughs> hey, Lieutenant Hillman. Hey, that guy. That guy could get it. Holy cow. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I saw him and I said, oh, Lindsay's going to have a field day. Oh, my. <laughs> that, I wasn't no, the so only one. Honest. He's the reason for the third rewatch, right? Like, oh, <laughs> oh for sure. First, first, That's why she watched the third one's time. For research, second one's for work, third one. Third one's for herself. Pleasure. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> that was for her. That was so That one was for her. So attractive. Oh. And then, then you, lastly, really, you have uh, Troy Evans, who plays Chuck Horner. That dude's just been around for a long time. He's been in so many things since the 80s. Um, he was in Ace Ventura, Teen Wolf, Fear and Loathing, Dude, and that guy's in that guy's Vegas. everywhere, right? Like, yeah, Demolition Man. Like, he's what I call I was, the, one of those guys, right? Like, you see, yeah. like, oh, it's that guy, right? Like, there's yeah. a few of them around Hollywood, and I, I like he's one of those. Like, he's like, oh, I've seen that guy and everything. 
and them grab being able to get like one of the fat guys, one of the big name that guys, right? Yeah. For this little Disney Channel original movie back in 2004. So I wonder. So so Troy Evans says here that he served in Vietnam. He served he served in the military in Vietnam. Do you think that they go to him and tell him that the, the tone of the movie? And Absolutely. do you think he think like so. says he says I, I'm in when they, I, when he gets the script he looks at it and says yeah I'll take I'll take the role. I mean that might be why uh, Pop might might be in it for a minute and a half right like the New York scenes yeah. right like yeah like he might have some attachment to September 11th and Disney says hey we've got this project we want you involved somehow right like I think that would be not that makes sense right right. Right, um, and then they're like, "Okay, you know what? I will do it. It's, it's it makes sense for for me to be in this thing." Yeah, I can see that, especially with the with the with the military connection. It this was because this is this movie's coming out what three years after everything happens. Yeah, three year post. For those that haven't ca- that haven't haven't caught this yet, this movie talks heavily about September 11th. It's it's it takes place during September 11th, so we're three years removed at this point. And, you know, a lot of these people are not going to go fight in Afghanistan or anything overseas. So I'm sure when you're like, when you get the plot or when you get the the, the uh, script, you're like, yeah, I could do this. Well, I think I 2004, right? 2004, we were talking about the landscape of the world or the United States. I think 2004, we, we needed some pro, some pro America, pro military kind of kind of entertainment um mm-hmm. you know because at that point what the war in afghanistan is kind of full raging right um we need we're in an we election need, year are we not yes yeah, we're that would be an election well. year right so it probably came out in the summer if i'm not mistaken before the election yeah it came out in august yeah yeah so summer or summer fall right before the election so this is you know that's that's got to be big time, right? Old GW's mm-hmm. got to get a uh, got to get a reelect there, and then we, we got to be pro military and and show remind people the reason why we're doing what we're doing overseas. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's it, it. All makes sense, right? I can um, see it. But, I can see it. Makes sense to me. It it's it's it brings all the pe- people together and we're, we're, and we're trying to give you a especially with the tiger crews we're trying to give you like a look of what the military likes life looks like and why these guys are our heroes out here for us you know what i'm saying right. and i'm not gonna lie this watching this movie gave me a little bit bigger appreciation for our military because i hadn't i hadn't thought about like because i mean here it is 2022 there's we're not at war with anyone presently so like it's easy to kind of forget you know what i'm Absolutely. saying well and not just the sacrifice of the soldiers right but the sacrifice of the family um yes and, and yes. i think the movie does a great job of showing how dynamic those sacrifices can be right from one of one of the one of the young boys on the tiger cruise his mom is enlisted but dad isn't right uh mm-hmm. by the way that's that character is played by hayden Pentier's younger brother sure is um yes jaden uh Jaden, yeah. Jaden, Jansen, 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 not Jaden. Jansen, Jansen, Jansen oh. Pinatier. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Um, Correct. You know, and then, and then you know the 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 son, the cookie guy. You know, he's he 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 works on the boat, right, or the ship. Excuse me. Dad um, wants him doing something more glamorous, but he's he's like, he's like the sailors got to eat too, right? So. Everybody has a hockey player from the Mighty Ducks, too. I was just gonna say that's Dwayne <laughs> from Mighty Ducks uh, mm-hmm. trilogy, right? Um, Cowboy Dwayne, and yeah. Then we've got uh, Tina, who her sister is a pilot, yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So they got that's... the sibling, uh, they got mom, you know, father daughter, right? So, so the, the it shows a very like, like wide breadth of. You know who could be affected by these soldiers or these sailors choosing duty and country over everything else, and how uh, it affects it, them differently, very differently. Absolutely. You know, one 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 of the young men is angry. You know, another one is is you know, um, I guess disillusioned. Not angry, but there you go, disillusioned. Right? Like yeah. You know. One one chooses to worship her sister, right? Like it's it, it right. shows kind of a lot of the different dynamics, which makes this a, a better movie than I. I well, I I got anticipated by the way by the, the topic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, none of us were ready. We were ready. With and with that being the case, let's get into it, let's Lindsay. Let's start us yep. off. So we start in San Diego. We're at North Island Naval Air Base, which is in Coronado. Lots of footage of airplanes we got helicopters doing what they do on the base we jump into housing and maddie is packing her bag for the tiger cruise so if we haven't said what it is before a tiger cruise is where civilians get to join a naval ship on its um journey back to its resting spot to dock for a while so um She's packing her bags and she clearly doesn't really want to go. She's sitting with her little sister and the little sister is upset that she doesn't get to go. And mm-hmm. we found out that she's been on five tiger cruises, but Maddie, our main character has not been on a single tiger cruise. And it's funny. Cause like Maddie's obviously the older one. She's basically like, I'm not going like no matter what <laughs> I am not going. I don't really care that dad's doing as dad is gone. I'm never going to go. But then she's shockingly is going this time, which immediately like raises the red flag for mom. Cause she's like, what's going this on? This is here? sus. Mm-hmm. Which, remember, what, remember, what you got going on here? Remember kids? among us, remember among us, right? <laughs> remember the game among us. And, and someone's like walking around in the, uh, the controls, you know, there's something sus here. And that's exactly what happened with the mom. She's like, mm, Okay. You're going on Tiger Cruise. We'll see how this... You've been asked a bunch, but okay. We'll see how this goes. Yep. Mama kicks out the little sister, and they have a talk, to, you know, heart-to-heart about why she's going, and completely blows her off, doesn't give her an answer, and they head out to the airport. So then we jump By to the New way, York City. As a father, I am... Of a, of, of a young lady, I am so excited for when she's a teenager, so I can just get all of the attitude all of the time. So <laughs> That's hey, what's going on? Nothing. No. <laughs> you want to talk about it? It's, nope. Is it bothering you? She is like, nope. <laughs> but very obviously yes. But like, yeah. the answer is no. <laughs> so the same same thing here. The, she's shutting her mom down when there's very obviously ulterior motives here, and something's going on. 
But uh, okay, thanks for the answer. Hey, you know what? Hey, if I'm mom, I'm like, dude, she's going to get pregnant by a sailor. Like that. That's my immediate <laughs> thought. And I know like, exactly no which sailor. I know exactly which one. <laughs> Jesus, <Exactly>. Lindsay. <laughs> they had chemistry, and we will get to it when he enters the picture. Oh. Uh, but we jump to uh, New York and we see the Twin Towers standing in the background. Anthony's being mm-hmm. driven to the airport by Pops and he's just bitching nonstop about having to go on this boat. Dude, he's so, so angry. He, in, in high, well, in hindsight, them having the towers behind them um, is important it's important imagery. Didn't even recognize it because I hadn't realized what we were, what we were doing here yet. So, I had no clue. I had no clue what was going on. I was just like, oh, they're driving through New York, right? And then and it yeah. didn't dawn on me because I didn't know what I was walking into, right? Correct. So, so that, like, obviously that's important, right? But, like, I, as I'm watching it, I'm like, when was this, when did this get released? I'm like, oh, man, this must be like 2099, maybe, right? No, no, missed no. a very important moment there. Yeah, 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 same. They don't tell you what day it is yet. We're not there yet. Yeah. No. Um, but he, yeah, he's just so angry. And um, he's he, kind of a dick. He's oh, awful. He starts drumming on the dashboard and he's like basically saying his brother doesn't care about him. And it's just, he's not in a good mood. And he really, it doesn't really change after this. It doesn't change at all. Like, not um, at all. He He stays in this mode. Until way late in the movie, but then you kind of like he has a character change because of the look, everything changing around him, which is great. Yeah, that's still sad. yeah. I, I he's still kind of a dick throughout the movie, but he is. there was we'll get into it as we we go through this. Yep. So we jump to St. Louis, and this is when Joey is being separated from his father for his first flight. And the flight attendant's like, he's going to be with me the whole time. Don't worry about it. And he's going to meet his mom for the Tiger Cruise. We jump to Seattle, and that's where Tina is practicing her salute in the mirror. And her mirror is covered with pictures of her sister who's enlisted. And Immediately, I saw Tina. And I was like, this girl is going to be real annoying the yes. whole time. She <laughs> like was. The moment, the moment. I was like... Man, this is gonna be this girl's gonna be a problem. She's gonna mm-hmm. be real annoying. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna get tired of her real quick. I'm already kind of tired of tired of her. Like right in the scene as she's doing the salutes, and I was like, mm. oh, mm. oh. I mean, and it just gets worse when she gets on the plane, right? That poor sure old lady. Does. That poor old lady <laughs> sitting next to her. Like I've been on some airplane flights where there's some like chatty Cathy's and whatnot, right? And and yeah. my personal. So whenever I fly, I don't like to fly. But when I do, my goal is to fall asleep before the safety demonstration. And if I've got okay. that girl sitting next to me talking about so all the things I don't care about, she might get smothered <laughs> before the safety demonstration. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I'd like a pillow, please. <laughs> no, it's not for me. It's for her face. It's for her. <laughs> it's for her. Well, um, this is when we it really deviates from a normal Disney channel original movie. And you see a card that reads day one, September 9th, 2001. And it says on the That's way to the Pearl moment. Harbor. 
And that's the moment I went, oh, that's what we're doing here. Yeah, it's already got a complete different vibe. (laughs) So I was like, like, that can't be a coincidence, right? Like, that's a very specific, (laughs) very, very specific day. And then I had to go to the ICBs and do all the research I should have done before I watched the movie. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even hit pause. I was like, I literally, literally saw the card and I said, Oh, <laughs> just like that. Oh. So have any of you guys okay. been to the to the Arizona Memorial, you know, in Pearl Harbor? I have not. One of the not. coolest, the coolest places I've ever been in my life. It's so cool. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Obviously, whenever you go to Hawaii, there's all kinds of fun things to do and see all the nature and, and, and the beaches and the scubas and things. But you got to take a day out. And go see the memorial. It's it's incredible, right? Um, all all the things that you see in there, but then the way it's built, you can look down and actually see the Arizona right below you, and it, you get this weird, weird in a positive right way, right? Like you get this feeling of of like patriotism and and honor and thankfulness and gratitude, and you get to you know they have all the names from Pearl Harbor, all the servicemen that mm-hmm. passed away and. And uh, it, it's, you know, again, one of those Pearl Harbor is one of those American moments, right? Where greatness is, is achieved through tragedy. Yeah. Um, and so highly, highly recommend going to go see that. Let's check it out next time. So, yeah. Out there. And <laughs> one. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. It's a, it's such a deep movie. Me. I, I know you brought me in to be funny, but good grief! Like this, this, this movie was. Heavy. I know we haven't even got like, to thought... the hard part yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lindsay. We All haven't right, even Lindsay. landed yet. <laughs> it's September tenth. It's September 9th right now. Yeah, she's like, already crying. Oh gonna, man, we're gonna ignore the fact that all these kids from completely different cities are on the same flight. Yes, and uh, yes. they're all sitting. Next to each other, Anthony's being annoying as shit, drumming on the tray, and um, yeah, those those drumsticks would have ended up up his nose. And yes. let's just put it that way. <laughs> right? This is a family show. So like 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 you said, they're all they're all on the same flight, which is ridiculous because they they all flew from different places. Some weird but layovers. On on this flight, hey, you got, hey you when got, you fly in military, you fly standby. All right, like it just it is what it is. <laughs> it is a, on the same flight though. One from New York, one from like Cincinnati, St. Louis, and one from maybe, San Diego. Maybe the military chartered a flight, and they just had to bounce around all these flights, you know, all these cities, and pick up everyone as they go. That's the way I like <laughs> to think of it. Okay, okay that's what happens. Doesn't make sense. So that's the, how I I I. I while they're on the plane, though, like you said, there's an older lady sitting next to Tina, and Tina is just going off about all these military facts about we get her a being a lot of facts about the USS Constellation, yeah. which is the ship that we're headed towards, and it's huge. Right. Um, and she has the old lady has no interest when uh, Hayden Panettiere's character Maddie gets up to like change seats to get away from Anthony. Like, Can I sit here? Yeah, she's like, can I sit here? Uh, the woman's like, please. She's like, please, <laughs> please right do. Here. And then watching as Tina like leans over Maddie to continue to give this old lady facts, I was like, oh, man. 
Oh, By the way, why, are, they fly, are they flying to Hawaii to get on the constellation? I I, I think I missed that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They're all flying to Hawaii to get on the okay. boat to to ride the boat back to San Diego. Gotcha. Oh, they're the aircraft carrier back to San Diego. But I think yeah, yeah, a there's a, there's an important part here where uh, Tina calls Maddie a Navy brat, which is a yeah, term yeah. of endearment if you are. A child I'm not a brat of, of the forces. And, I'm not uh, a brat. Correct. She, in a very bratty <laughs> tone, responds that she is not. And I am really... not a brat. Yeah. Doesn't slow and Tina down like... at all. She just keeps talking. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, we land in Pearl Harbor. We get to the USS Constellation, and it's it's nicknamed the Connie. And the tigers are just in awe its size. And we already got the rundown from Tina. This thing is huge. It's got um, dentist offices and five, surgical. Five dentist offices. Five dentists, a, a tailor. hospital with surgical rooms. This thing's huge. They they have they have 10 different denominations of church of of uh, religions observed on deck and they have services whether it's christian whether it's catholic whether it's jew she like just starts going yep. on and on and 100 like, aircraft aboard so have you yeah, ever I was seen like, Tina's an super aircraft annoying. carrier in person i've seen the one in san nah. diego so so crazy that you guys picked me for this movie right um, I've actually been on the Constellation. I had a I had a cousin who served on the Constellation as an aircraft. Mechanic. Were you there for Tiger Cruise Week? <laughs> no, no, no. I don't even know if that's an actual thing. It is. Um, it is. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. This is like a second cousin kind of thing, right? <laughs> so not that close. No, 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 He's no, not no. inviting me on any no. Tiger Cruise. Hey, Polly, I love you, but yeah, I never got that invite. But anyways. Uh, so when he, he came back into San Diego, right, into Coronado for after a six-month cruise, after his first cruise, I should say, the whole family goes and we have the, the, the signs and, you know, we it was like you see big, right? And then you see mm-hmm. an aircraft carrier and you're like, holy, it's a couple thousand people living on that thing, right? Like, it's huge. Like, I can't emphasize how, like, it makes a cruise ship look small, right? Because, like you said, like like she she like she goes on about it is a place where they're legitimately living. There's mm-hmm. people living there on a location. There's barracks on the water. <laughs> it's basically an island. Like it's an island yes. that moves. It's crazy. Well, uh, as the, they're on the shuttle, like the shuttle bus getting to the constellation or the Connie, and Maddie is sitting next to Joey and he, after seeing the boat is now super concerned. He's never going to find his mom. And I get that. Cause it's that big, right? There's gotta be so many people. I Question mean, for you. Do you think like a, how old do you think he is? Six, he seven, is eight? six. So in real life, he, I just looked it up. He is currently t- like 27. I believe he, he was born in 94. 94, so, so he's 10 and, when that movie was released. Yeah, so, and so, so he's, he's 9 probably, when it's being filmed. 9 when it's being filmed, so he's probably depicting 6, 5, 6, right? Yeah. Like kindergarten 7, age. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, a little bit older. Okay, what and irresponsible so, adult just let that kid off on the boat and let him Well, see, here's around. the thing. About, this is what I was going to ask you, right, about an irresponsible adult. If you notice throughout the movie, 
Hayden is in a ton of scenes with Jansen. Do you think that he was only allowed to do the movie if she is in 85% of his scenes? I think it's so she can watch him. Well, I think it's he was only in the movie because she wrote him into the contract, right? Like, or right, right. No, of course, of course. But I mean, do you think that her parents are like, but you need to watch your brother? And so she had to do like 85% of his scenes. But it reads that way. When you're watching these scenes, it looks like this should have been the little brother that was going on the cruise with her instead of the little sister that got left home. Yes. So it, it, and it's even funny because even in one scene later on, when she goes to talk to, I think, her dad, uh, Bill Pullman, she says to um, Satina, hey, can't you watch him? I was like, when did she get babysitting doing? <laughs> like, yeah. when, when did that happen? I thought he was here by himself. But I, and then he just like goes back to sitting down chilling. <laughs> she like comes yeah. over to like watch him. <laughs> well, I think a lot, of his, a lot of his lines too, like she leads him into a lot of his lines, right? Like Hey, yeah. you feel like this, don't you? And then he's like, "Oh yeah, that's how I feel." I think I think, I I think even it was that, a, but yeah, that would make sense. I think it was very much a he was written in, and they were we were we are doing this movie together. We yeah. are doing this movie. I I haven't looked at his IMDb credits, but I can't imagine they're very deep. He's, or, stuff, he's, stuff. Stuff. he's an actor. After, yeah. yeah, he's an actor on, on his own in his own right. Nothing nothing major. But he's he's done some stuff since. So, he was in How High too. <laughs> hey, hey, I like the first. Like one. Two, I didn't even know there was like a second Like three years one. ago, MTV did a movie like three years ago. Ah, uh, man. Okay, <laughs> well, get off the bus. <laughs> and um, Anthony, our angry child, is just waiting alongside the bus. And uh, his brother comes up to greet him, does all the normal niceties, goes in for a hug, and he, like, pushes him off. I was like, no, bro. I, and... I, I don't like, – I, I get the whole persona. I'm from New York. I'm, I'm a tough guy, right? And then the whole, like, hey, you left me, right? But, like, God, like, this kid's got some trauma in his life because he's angry. Mm-hmm. He's angry. He's kind of a dick about being angry, too. And yeah, and he basically brother says, "Well, pops warned me that you don't want to be here," and it, they just kind of leave it at that. It's pr- still cold, and this kid's just awful. Yeah, you don't treat Jacks that way. He's an American hero. <laughs> <laughs> the kid doesn't. I'm still confused why he's there, really. Because his pops really know. It almost yeah. feels like like. Hey, we're gonna send you on this thing as almost not like a scared, a scared straight. Thing, straight. But like it was like that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, we're gonna like, send hey, you to the you military. Don't, you don't clean your act up. You're gonna be on a boat for like months of your life at a time, right? Like, I think that's like, hey, go look and see what what all kind of with a positive spin. Like, go look and see what your brother's doing with his life, and he's not just yeah. a punk. And you're know. just a punk. You're yeah. just a punk, and we're trying to show you how it. How else it could be for you? Yeah, you'd be doing this instead. That's kind of like how it is because I was very confused why he was, why his dad. He's very obviously didn't want to go, but like it's not like his father's out there. It's his brother, so it's not like he had to go like Hayden Panettiere to go see her dad. I was I like, think, why is he there? I think Dad did a cost benefit analysis, right? Like he's like, all right, I can go and see my son, but then I'd have to leave Anthony behind. He's gonna wreck all kinds of shop. Or, and I gotta get a babysitter for him, and 
I got to pay for the babysitter while also not making money because I'm going on this trip. Yes. Or, or I can just send him, I can send and then him. I don't have to deal with him for a week. <laughs> Let's do that. Yes. <laughs> he sends him out. Yes. Oh, gosh. So we jump scenes and we see uh, Danny Horner, our mighty duck, who is walking to greet his father, Mr. Horner. And Mr. Horner immediately starts grilling him about not getting a promotion yet. You know, we have a guy in the Pentagon that can help take care of that for you. And uh, he implies that one one phone call can make that promotion happen. So the PA... Oh, I was just gonna say I don't know if that's how the military works, though, right? Like, I mean, maybe I don't think to, it is. I don't think to to some certain extent, but like, like when favors get called in, right? It's just like, hey, my nephew's here. Can we like let me know what he's capable of, and let's steer him in that direction, right? But if all you're right. capable it's, of is making cupcakes, then that's the direction you get steered in. But that's another thing. It didn't feel like that all he was capable of was making cupcakes. It seemed like. He enjoys making cupcakes. What he wanted yeah. to do. Yeah. yeah. That was, hey, that's I, what he wanted to do. Hey, he's going to open a bakery when he leaves and and cater cupcakes and, and, and cookies at a large scale. And know how to do it. Because that's yeah. a skill in its own right, my friends. And and I did not appreciate a scene a little bit later, a little bit later, where he's like, uh, the dad's like, oh, there's going to be great jobs for you flipping burgers when you get out of here. I was like, he can hey, be a caterer, he, man. There's, Easy. there's like, there's other things he could do. There's nothing wrong with the guy that flips burgers, man. Come on, Dad. <laughs> Come on, Dad. Yeah, it's, it's a boomer. He gets his karma. He gets his karma back. We'll get there. Yeah. So the PA is welcoming all the tigers aboard, and they're thrilled to have them aboard after six months deployed in the Gulf. And they've got lots of exciting events planned for them over the next couple of days. Tina sees Grace, her sister, and immediately runs into her arms. I mm-hmm. have noticed from this point forward, the rest of the movie is green screen. <laughs> yes. I don't know if anybody else <laughs> noticed that. I could not wait to talk about this part, right? As awesome as this movie's message is and everything, right? Like, it feels like Disney got permission to film the outside of the constellation, right? And then the military took pictures of, ra- or, you know, random stock footage and said, here you go, do the best we- that you can with that. And Every scene that's either on deck or in a hangar or semi-military-esque is green screened. And it's bad. It's really bad. But at first, when they're getting on the boat, I was like, oh, okay, this this looks all right. And then the immediate next scene, I was like, this is awful. (laughs) Um, Yeah. That's when um, Joey sees his mom waving and jumps into her arms. Like, that was a scene where Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, man, this is the worst visuals ever but oh yeah and they got the green it. screen and hayden's got the the wind in her hair but it, it's it doesn't feel like wind. it feels like someone just off camera with a fan right here in her face because <laughs> nobody else's hair is blowing just hers <laughs> and the rest of the she movie sees, goes that way well she then sees her dad and even though she like it's cold towards him she like runs into his arms i thought oh, that man. was that felt so awkward. He looks so handsome in his whites, by uh-huh. the way. Yeah. No, and she's no like, moment. Dad. Dashing. Dad, run. I'm upset with you, though, and I just got here. I hate <laughs> like, you, but I love uh, you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I immediately felt that, like, the moment she 
Rand awkwardly jumps into his arms because he didn't like like she's small like she's only like five feet tall like now so at the time she was not probably not that tall either she like doesn't like run and like wrap her arms around her dad she like awkwardly hugs him and like her legs are straight you're talking about two iconic actors from our generation right so i think that was a great job by them like hey i love you (laughs) but i don't know you anymore Right, like, yeah, right, yes, like, yeah, yeah. You're a I haven't seen I you in a very you. long time. Six months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, for for her, six months is a very long time, right? I'm not discounting mm-hmm. him, but when you're when you're that age, you know who your kid is. Oh, I didn't even recognize you. Yes, you did. That's your daughter, dude. Right, like he makes that <laughs> joke, and that's what they do. They make those. Sorry. I have a lot of daddy issues, as I'm sure both of you already know. But like this movie played into me in so many other ways. But you have no many like how many times I heard that damn joke. Like I didn't even recognize you, and it's not funny after them being gone for six months and you feeling like there's this complete stranger. It like it hurts, and she reminds him that it's been that long, and to him it doesn't feel like that long. But for her, her entire life has happened. They've moved. They've gone to a new school. Six months is a long yeah. time for a teenage girl. Yeah. I'm sorry. I will get off my pedestal. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, yeah. listen. So for those those that don't know, Lindsay's father's a pilot. So this is very. She understands a lot of this in this film. She she I did she she very much identifies with Hayden Panettiere's character. Uh, I've had these conversations. I've had these exact conversations, except for my father was not a hero. (laughs) He was a commercial (laughs) air pilot. So (laughs) some of these chats, although exactly the same, don't have the same meaning behind them as his words do. (laughs) So I I, I, idolize this uh, Bill Pullman in this movie because... uh, I he, think one day he he's going to go on to be the president. Yeah, right? One like, day. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> maybe aliens will take over around the time that yeah. he's wasn't, president. Wasn't he already the president at this point? Well, I mean, you know. It's, it's <laughs> 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 I'm just saying, like, this this movie is, uh, was this movie from the past? I don't know. It was from the future, 2001. I think he was already the president at this point. It's a different multiverse. Um, this is, this is a different, well, different this is, d- dimension. He was yeah, the president. No, this is this is a multiverse, right? Instead of being a fighter pilot and then becoming the president, he chose to become a commander of a ship, and you know he's the XO, second in command, right? So he doesn't uh-huh. get to be president, but he gets to be second in command of the USS Constellation. But- but he's still himself, right? So he still gives great speeches and has yes. that heroism because he's still that yes. person, right? He yes. has a different. Ro- I get you. Dude, I'm following. Did, I'm following did you Channel here. Unlock right? the multiverse. I think Disney Channel it did. It long before has it been did. Showing us the multiverse this whole time. <laughs> yes, because yes. he gives the same type of speeches and still command the same gravitas, but he's in a different role. Because in the multiverse, he doesn't become the president. He becomes the commander of a ship. I get you. I'm with it. I see it. I see it. So we actually get to the bunks, and that's how we know. Driving that train forward. 
That's Lizzie's job. Lizzie's job is to keep us on tracks. <laughs> I love this. My, me, me and your job is to try our best to rail the train, and then Lizzie's oh. like, great. Oh. Keep it going. <laughs> this is much like our real life, by the way. Yes. Um, yeah. Mr. Yes. Horner and Joey are bunkmates. And Mr. Horner's got some real inter-service rivalry issues going on because he was He's a, a Marine. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And as we know, his son is in the Navy. It's very on-brand, by the way. Very on-brand. I, I work with a couple guys, right? One Air Force, one Marine, one Navy, right? And they all hate each other. It's insane, right? <laughs> and, and, and it's because the Marine talks trash to the other guys, right? Like, like the Marine guys, like, oh, he was just in the chair force. And I'm like, like he still serves. Like, yeah, yeah, from a desk, right? <laughs> I'm like, no, like you can't, you can't. It's like, hey, only thing we need the Navy for is we just call them when we need a ride. Like, wow, more than that, right? Like. <laughs> And Even so, that's like, a I very important the, ride. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, like we call the Navy when we just want to get somewhere. I'm like, oh, I mean, I think they do more than that, but, you know, I, I don't know. Well, he's making very similar comments that, like, Navy has it easy, and they were lucky in the Marines to even get a soft piece of ground to sleep on. Mm-hmm. And he's telling Joey that they call the sailors squids. And asked Joey if his dad is a squid, at which Joey corrects him and was like, "My mom." He says, "Oh, that's right. Women in the women in the military. Women never, on boats. Never, uh, Mr. never Mr. Horner, thank thing. you for your service, but <laughs> in the movie, I said you need to stop talking, dude. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Next thing you're gonna tell me, climate change isn't real, and and you know, <laughs> you're gonna give me all the boomerisms. I we." <laughs> Well, I do feel like Joey pays him back because he asks him if he wets the bed. And he's like, no, sir. Only when I drink too much like, soda as he proceeds to look him in the eye and drink soda. soda. <laughs> yeah. That was so great. That I, was great. I, I watched that scene. I saw, you know, obviously the kids are always going to take the top bunk, right? Because I, I always wanted the top bunk when I was a kid, right? Now, Mr. Horner should have been thankful for the bottom bunk because I assume he's got back problems, right? Like, you're a big yeah, dude. Yeah. You're an old dude. You got back problems. Bomb bunks where you where you're at. Now, if this kid is starting to wet the bed, I'm blowing up the bottom bunk. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm eating all the beans on the ship, and I'm blowing him out of there. <laughs> if he wants to go, we can go. Yeah. That's basically yeah. what you said. If this kid wants battle, to go, we can go. I feel it. it makes total sense. You gotta you gotta have him prepared. You know what I'm saying? That's you gotta gross. be you gotta be prepared. I think that's like a marine thing, and it always be prepared or something. Like, isn't that like a, I, like a marine thing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh god! Okay. So as Maddie's struggling her way to find her bunk, we see Tina's mm-hmm. trying on Grace's hat, and Tina's just over eager to join the forces. Like she's counting down how many like years. Five she more has years. Left. Five more years. I can sign right up. And her sister's like, "Oh, calm it down, sis." Yeah, but like, she doesn't hear at home at all. Too. She's just like, it's not uniforms and planes. Like, she doesn't say, this what is, is dangerous, it? people die. <laughs> like, yeah. She, well, because we hadn't talked about that know. yet because it's September 9th, Lindsay. It's only September 9th. We haven't got to the real real yet. Okay. The real real's coming. The so real real's coming. We didn't know. around the bush that 
stuff happens here, I think, is basically what she gets at. And well, she's trying lot, to protect her 13-year-old sister. So she's 13 years old. She's not trying to tell her, like, hey, chill. Chill. Not yeah. that, but, but to become a pilot, you have to be an officer, right? Like, so not only did she, like, just join the Navy and become a pilot, like, she had to, like, get a college degree. She had to become an officer and then go through pilot training, right? Like, that lady's got some, like, she went through some hard, hard work to be become a pilot. Right, and I don't think mm-hmm. they cover any of that. It's just well, like, she oh, does yeah, say at one point you just don't jump in and start pushing buttons. It's yeah, in the plane. Yeah, they don't talk about what she had to go. What takes to, to get that? Yeah. So Maddie finally gets to her assigned bunk, and she walks in on the conversation. Tina immediately bombards her as she does with the talking, and introduces her to her sister and then Maddie introduces herself at which point her sister immediately recognizes that she's the daughter of the XO or the executive officer i.e. the second in command on the ship which I think Matt that's where we find out that her dad's like legit the big cheese right second yeah. big cheese I mean, what, is, yeah. what does Tina say to her uh, Tina says to her so you are uh, uh, yeah. you are a Navy brat and then what does Maddie say I'm, I'm not, not a brat. A brat. <laughs> In the brattiest way possible. Exactly. In the brattiest way possible. Um, so Grace tensing, like she can feel the tension going on. And she's like, your father's a great guy. And Maddie's just like, Psh, yeah, whatever. You know what's crazy about this movie, man? The amount of times people had to volunteer to Maddie to let her know, hey, man, your dad's not that bad, bro. Like, your yeah. dad's pretty decent. Like, your there's, like, at least... Dude. Yeah, there's at least three or four characters that say to her, unprovoked, your dad's a pretty good dude, man. At least three or four characters. It's hard to know that when he's not around, Kevin. <laughs> hey, listen. When she says, I'm not a brat, I all I could hear was, Carol Yost, I don't play with dolls. Right? <laughs> Hayden does a great job, but she needs she needs to chill on her dad already, right? Like, yeah, I, she hasn't yeah. been there twelve hours yet, but like at least to the strangers, right? I think that's something we learn as we grow up. Like, hey, we might have our problems, but everyone doesn't even know about it. That's true. right. Right, you do after a while just nod and smile, yeah. <laughs> but when you're that age, you don't. Um, no, no. So teenage girls. Awesome. They make they make an announcement that the flight deck's open. So Tina grabs Maddie and runs out of the room. And uh, Tina asks for her cover back, which confuses everybody until she clarifies it's a hat. So mm-hmm. yeah, well, you know, everyone knows when you're in the military, you don't wear your cover indoors, right? No, we so, don't. So yeah, no, she shouldn't have been wearing that inside. She could have gotten some trouble. Tiger, we also no can't tiger. wear it outdoors either that we cover that later anyway on the flight deck on the flight deck okay how many other outdoors are there i well i you know they're on the ship right now so i i don't know (laughs) (laughs) these are things that they teach bay doors are open okay then you can wear your hat cover cover right cover okay so um we get some cool shots of the planes and stuff like that as we get to the the flight deck. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yes. 
Yeah, um, and then we also get some some bitchin' music because you know how these decoms like to have their upbeat. Yeah, like this is random electric guitar that like gets a little shred. The random. The, they do that the, all the, the time. Mid nineties, early two thousands guitar riff. Yeah, and and we get that as we get the action shots of the planes doing the stuff. Um, so we jump to the bridge and we see our XO at work with Anthony's brother. And mm-hmm. up on the flight deck, uh, Maddie's sketching out the harbor. What does and Anthony's make... brothers do, by the way? What is what's his? I don't know. He was is... in more than one uniform over the span of the movie, and he was right? in different but then locations. He was like... And doing very specific under a plane, jobs, right? Yeah, he was like linking that stuff engineer. under the plane. Yeah, that's what it felt like. Maybe I just, that's it, what it, felt it was like. just really random to me. I was like trying to because everyone else had a very specific job that they like highlighted, and then like, they said, like Brooks, we're not. They said we're not giving you any any lines, so just be around spots." That's what you they got to get shit done, guy on the ship. Like, yeah. like <laughs> that one guy that knows how to do everything but doesn't really have a job title. <laughs> He did that's seem a, to be doing a, that for sure. Yeah, um, seems very unmilitary. Utility, utility officer. That's what, that's what he was. The, the utility officer. Whatever we need him for is what he does. We need him to fly, fly a plane. He does it. We need him to ground the plane to bring him in. He does it. Does he need to also fix the plane? We bring him in to do that too. That's that's what he does. Utility officer. Oh man. Okay. So the PA makes an announcement. <laughs> that they're going to be passing the mor- memorial for the USS Arizona. And mm-hmm. as the ship departs, Tina comes over to Maddie and starts rambling off about counting every plane that she had seen and every chopper that she saw on the flight deck. But and- by the way, she lists off names of all the different type of aircraft and then just says five helos. And I was offended by that, right? Helicopters matter too. <laughs> and they all have different types of models, right? I, she just does, does her sister with, uh, does her sister fly any helicopters, Matt? No, she flies the F. What? F-A-T then what does she need to know about helicopters? She don't need to know what about helicopters at all. If her sister's not going to possibly be flying it, she doesn't need to know about it. I'm just, I'm just saying, right? Like, <laughs> my dad was a crew chief in a Huey, so I we had to know the different types of helicopters. Okay. Yes, she, her like her sister and a whirly bird. And you know, maybe Huey on there, right? Like her sister is not touching helicopters, so she doesn't care. Two shits. Give two shits about helicopters. Yeah, well, she's even dumber for that. That bothers that bothers me longer than it <laughs> Right? Because well, it she she worse. drops all those things, right? It gets and, worse. And then, so the, the the scene rolls on and I'm still stuck on that, like, do they just run out of time or like like how No, Tina doesn't care about helicopters, man. Uh if you're annoyed with her now we get to the part where maddie's drawing the memorial of the uss arizona and tina does not know what this memorial is what it's for she's mm-hmm. very confused which and is insane never seen this thing, man. My sister. all the things she knows about sister wasn't there so i don't really know about it that's basically what she said <laughs> But she's so delusional about what it could really mean that that's just not even in any book that she's ever read. But nope. thankfully, Mr. Horner's here to give us the rundown, which, as we know, but maybe not 
the children that should be watching this movie is December 7th, 1941. Our country was attacked at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. Enemy bomber launched an attack on the air and the Arizona took a number of hits. It sank in less than nine minutes. It took 1,100 crew members to their death. Pearl Harbor was caught completely unaware. December 7th, 1941, as FDR said, that's a date that will live in infamy. That was like the most like poignant speech Horner gave. I, was I like, think okay. that was the best moment, the best moment of his character, right? Like, yes. Like, that- one of two, one of two, one of two. When he apologizes later is, is, his, is his other really, really good moment. And, yeah. uh, but this was a tear jerky moment. This was, well, it got me. I don't know if it got you. It definitely got me and it got Mr. Horner. Didn't Not get yet. me. That was fine. It, 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 I don't know, cry. They, 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 they did all the right things, right? They had the, the, the horns in the background when he's talking about it. And it was a very yeah. solemn moment because it's a very special place, like I said earlier. Right. Um, and I think the movie did right by, by the memorial and by that, you know, you know, mentioning and bringing up that date, which goes with the theme of the movie and the topic that we're we're railing right into right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. hard. <laughs> Full speed ahead. Yeah. So Lindsay, we keep jump. it together. Lindsay, keep yep. it together. We're, I'm all right. So we jump and I won't make we you get... cry by the end of this. <laughs> She's already crying. <laughs> we get to see some of the air show we're seeing the planes take off and some of the tigers are getting some equipment training on the ship which is cool maddie's doing mm-hmm. caricatures of the kids in the and like handing them out and, and headed them out just like she was so, i thought she worked there <laughs> so, so i thought i thought that was cool right i really wanted to see her actually draw but obviously hayden i think can't actually draw um I'm assuming not. I'm assuming not. Which, I, we don't know. We don't know for sure, but I don't, I don't think so. Which, as talented as she is, I think that she, she could have, but they didn't give her an opportunity, obviously. Uh, right. But I think character table was pretty cool, and it's a great way for yeah. her to spend her time. Uh, we jump to the mess hall, and uh, Mr. Horner is still on his rivalry tirade, saying that you know they got it easy again because they're they have food. And he said that once he had to live for four days on canned apricots. And Anthony, who he's it, telling it, this to, tells him it gives him diarrhea. Yeah, it gives him diarrhea, yep. Well, and so he's like, oh, okay. Very <laughs> angry response for, like, that kid's talking to a stranger. Right? Yes. Like, I didn't think that was angry at all. I thought that he was just like a, I can't really just do apricots, bro. Like, I, <laughs> he was just answering I, I, his, the guy's remarks. A, I'd, I'd rather starve. <laughs> yeah. right? can we talk about though like at, right at the end of this they show the the ice cream machine the dog machine right yeah. right the dog machine and then he pours it out and he's like oh this is why they call it the dog machine it looks like a pile of poo and right? i think that's yeah. why they were talking about it so you had poop fresh in your mind right as the ice cream started coming out and you that, like that makes sense <laughs> but that machine needs to be serviced because that ice cream's not cold coming out cold enough obviously <laughs> no right no I mean, I'm no expert, but I've had my fair share of ice cream. <laughs> Wait, you said you're no expert. You are an expert. On its way out. You are an expert in ice cream, sir. <laughs> well, we did learn <laughs> so... that the, uh, the Connie has been in service since 1960. So maybe it's just a very, very old ice cream machine. Needs to be I can see that. Yeah. Anthony's yeah. brother needs to put in a work order. <laughs> <laughs> 
Or just like, go out there and fix it himself. You can probably just fix it himself. <laughs> what a deleted scene with him removing the back. <laughs> Switching out the compressor. <laughs> what you doing? Kitty, when you're done with this. Brother? <laughs> it, 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 it's kidding. So, Bacab Brooks, uh, when you get done with that, we got some things that need to be cleaned in the bathroom, and then we also need you to uh, prepare the plane for flight. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. Oh, some bombs need to be hooked up to the to the wings too. If <laughs> yeah. you, don't mind. you got time. You got time. I think we do see time. him doing that at one point. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, the dude. Like, how many people on that ship are at one point in the bridge, in in the like like logistics center, and then also like mounting, you know, Weapons? missiles onto to planes? Like, what <laughs> what is his job title? I, I told you, utility officer. His job is to do all the things. Could you imagine the amount of training that he'd have to go through to like be qualified to do all those different things? Yes, as the utility officer. He's trying like to change 20. his life, Matt. He's like 20 years old. <laughs> he, he, he tells his brother later on, I'm trying to change my life, man. You're going to mess this up for me, man. Like, yeah. He's yeah. Like, they're not going to have me do certain jobs anymore. <laughs> can't be trusted with a kid like you <laughs> so tina and maddie are chatting it out and she's tina's like i'm going to enlist just like grace as soon as i can and ask maddie if she's ever thought about joining up at which maddie tells no. her no and said someday no, she'd like no, to have no. kids <laughs> and tina just she's like you don't want them to be brats and she gets a huge death I'm for that. not a brat <laughs> I'm so, not a brat. This is when <laughs> Lieutenant Hillman. Ooh, Lindsay. Lots of sunshine. <laughs> Did you see the um, glow around him when he walked into the room? Oh, he's so handsome. <laughs> like there was like a nice backlighting, right? Where like just angelic halo. And then and then you're what's the what's the, the, the little sister's name? Tina. Tina is drooling over this cat. Yes. And I'm like, yo, that's bad. <laughs> so, yeah. But the eye contact in this scene is way too long. Like, yes. she, Tina's staring at him. Yeah, I get that. But when he looks back and sees that she's staring, he continues to keep eye contact with her. And I'm like, wow, this got really uncomfortable really yeah, quick. If they, did, if they did a reunion episode of this movie with those characters, not the actors, but the characters, right? Like, hey, where are they now? Right? That guy's definitely in jail for being a pervert. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> okay. well, he, he, they're what, 13? Her, her, Maddie and Tina? She, yeah, she's 13. She's 13, yeah. Right? Like, and, and this guy is at the very, he's a lieutenant, right? Yes. So, so he's yeah. an officer. So he had to have gone through Annapolis, which means that he's probably at the youngest. 23, 24. And he does make comment that he's older than other guys on the ship. Yeah, dude, like you're you're a creep. Right. Well, and, and Lindsay, I hate I, to I, break your heart. You're in love with a pedophile. That guy's got a I don't think he was in his bunk. No, he wasn't he wasn't really given the 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 girls were crushing on him. I felt like he was uh oh, just he delivering he information. He didn't stop it down though. He didn't he, he didn't he, he, he <laughs> He basked in that, right? Like, <laughs> and, yeah, and, and 
let me tell you something. Good looking chaps that enjoy the attention of 13 year olds turn into creepy old men that go to jail. <laughs> well, you're right. He doesn't shut it down because in the next scene, he's taking them to the bridge to meet the XO. And the XO pulls Maddie aside so he can chat with her. And that's when he keeps Probably Tina to check with to her. See to... If she's okay and if he touched her. <laughs> <laughs> Do I need to do something about this, Lieutenant, honey? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just so used to her playing characters in which she's, like, sleeping with older dudes that I just automatically this assumed that she was going to swoop and take him from Because she did Tina. that in real life, too, right? Like, she did. Yes, she did. Yeah, she dated Milo Vitamiglia. She dated Milo Vitamiglia while she was doing Heroes. And that was, like, uh, Heroes a 12-year like age difference, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah, this is so where that all she, started. <laughs> yeah. I think we figured it out. I, I think, think we, we got to, we're we're getting some we got, we better we let's keep this thing moving before Disney shuts us down mid production. <laughs> well, don't mess we, with the mouse. We go into it's the whole cabal thing that we figured out. <laughs> too. Hey, maybe those rumors about Miley is true, right? Yeah. Don't spend much time on the internet, kids. It's a dark oh, place. Okay. <laughs> So we get to the EXO's quarters and she makes comment that it's nicer than hers. And he reminds her that he outranks her. I outrank you. That's by a little, nice bit. little comment. A little bit. Yeah. And he starts asking questions about school and she's dodging the school questions. How's school? He's and like, school started a couple days ago. Okay. Um, uh, how's, how's school so far? Um, how's school so far? And she's like, "You're it's weird talking to a making small talk with your daughter, isn't it? It's pretty hard." And he's like, "He had a great yeah. comeback, yeah, man. It's hard when you don't help." Yeah, You're like, Ooh, yeah. I've been there. That's a but, great. Uh, that's awesome. Good for you, she, but Lizzie. How does make up, you feel? It, it's awful. <laughs> she brings up. So I didn't move around a lot, but she did. So that's kind of her thing, right? The how military. Many, how many brat. Many schools have I been to? How many, how many elementary schools? He have doesn't I been even to? know. Like, he doesn't like even three. know. Three or four, right? Four? He's like, four? five. I've been to five, five. elementary schools. Five <laughs> elementary schools is a lot of elementary schools. I, I Listen, I moved around a lot growing up, right? Like, I went to nine schools in my career. That's that's K through 12, nine. Okay? It sucks. It's like almost a new school. Like, it's a new school like every grade almost. I get it. Almost, right? But, like, here's the thing, right? Like, you, you get to – you make friends faster that way, right? At least in my experience. I think Maddie's experience. She just says, "I'm. I don't do friends anymore." Yeah, I think she's probably a, a lot of Disney characters go that route when they move around a lot. They yeah. just stop making friends. Yeah, um, and that's that's kind of what she did. It felt like you. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, but it makes well, sense, right? It makes sense for her character because she likes to draw, right? And and then she doesn't just like to draw. She like watches people and draws what she sees, right? So I think that's a great yeah low-key coping mechanism that that the movie highlights right like hey i don't like to attach to people because i'm why so i'm going to build my attachment through my art which i think is kind of cool it's quite insightful man yeah hey you know i, I do tend to be a, i play a smart guy on tv every once in a while okay i get well, it I get those are roles that you don't normally get uh the commander says <laughs> that he he talked to um her mom and they're both trying to figure out why they came on the why she wants to come on the tiger cruise and they know so talk to your mom you're sus. going on yeah 
talk to your mom. You're sus as fuck. So and just so that you know, leads, you've been caught. Leads me back to Lieutenant McDreamy and her intentions. <laughs> Dreamy. So um, <laughs> she totally evades the question, takes an excuse because there's a paper airplane competition going on. She's like, oh, I can't be. She ends up leaving her sketchbook behind. So, hey, by the way, how organized was that competition? Holy cow. I had no idea what was going on. It looked like so much fun. <laughs> it did look like fun, <laughs> right? For, by the way, those are not paper airplanes. Those were at best foam airplanes. They were and, mixed. Right, they had paper right. and they had foam and they had the wooden ones. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't, I don't appreciate that. I, when they said paper airplane contest, I thought they were going to like show them folding paper airplanes and then throwing them for distance. The catch of the so net too. looked fun. Yes. But like, what were they like? Like some of them were like standing on the airplanes, throwing them. Some of them were like at a table. They had like a scissor lift going on. Like, uh, they said the chaos. goal was to catch as many of the planes of your team as you could. So maybe, but there were no different color teams. Like, how do well, you maybe know paper which... and wooden and foam were the different teams? I'm just making this up to make any kind of sense. But it looked like a uh, lot of fun, regardless of there's rules or not. Because it's I a huge hang. have to clean all those up. Yeah, well. <laughs> McCod Brooks, get in here. McCod <laughs> Brooks, get in here. We got to clean up these airplanes. <laughs> hey, I, treat, I keep trying to give him cool jobs, and you keep giving him shit jobs. Like, dude. <laughs> we they have him doing cool all of the yet. jobs. They have him doing all the jobs. Cool We're just on or a otherwise. tiger cruise. This is just what he's doing right now. <laughs> Give him a second. Yeah. Good grief, man. So, hey, clean um, up all these paper airplanes, all these brats left on the ground. <laughs> we are not brats. Yeah, see, there you go. I'll leave it for you, baby. <laughs> well, so we get to Maddie talking about why she's not a brat because she's not spoiled. She's not mischievous, ill behaved. And she asked Tina, like, would you want to go through life being called those things when that's not who you are? And Anthony still being an asshole, being bored goes and wanders off and he finds himself on approaching the flight deck. And he stopped by one of the crew members and says he needs to take his hat. Hey off. kid, you can't be wearing a hat on this thing. Yeah. Okay, so that's the rule out here. Time out here. Right. So, this grown adult in the military who knows how crazy the flight deck is sees a child during an event that there are lots of children and they say, Hey, they don't say, don't go that way. Hey, take your hat off, bud. Right? No, nothing about, Hey, you rule. might fall off the, the ship. <laughs> yes. Right. Hey, I see you're going this way. You can't have your hat on because that's the rules. And he goes, all right, and he takes it off. This is the guy who walks, walks by. Fuck these rules. <laughs> walks out onto the deck. Hat hat immediately flies off. Hat go. Takes off his hat. Um, he's like, oh man, my hat. But then he sees like wind gusts, and he's like, oh, I could fly. <laughs> so dumb. So dumb. But he's jumping backwards on the ship trying to catch air. And that's when Maddie and Tina see him and start yelling at him to stop because he's jumping closer and closer to the edge. And this dumbass just keeps jumping, loses his footing, rolls off the boat. 
and they're <clears throat> screaming. This is some great acting from Hayden, by the way. If yeah, legit fear you see on her face. So, so, so first of all, right, like he falls off the boat and then gets caught in the net. Right, cool. Where are the adults? Nowhere. But like one of the most like watch places is the flight deck of one of these ships, right? I know this because I saw an NCIS episode about this, okay? <laughs> and so these three kids just wander onto the flight deck, right, while they're, like, prepping for for flight ops. And then a kid falls off and nobody, like, there's no alarms. There's no, like, holy shit, what is going on? Nothing. And he happens to fall into a net. And they leave him there. Yeah. I, and nothing, yeah. nothing happens. So no one says anything. We jump scenes. The XO finds Maddie watching the sunset and brings her sketchbook. This is when we start having this really deep conversation. These are the types of conversations that I was used to having. You know, the whole we're strangers and when are you ever coming home? I'll be home in a little bit. And well, when are you going to make that more permanent? And it's a long conversation. I have the whole thing written down here. And I realize that most of you don't really care about this. But when I was writing it, I wrote down every damn word. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, I have said these exact words. That's, that's exactly these words. It's so, a, it was a deep, deep personal thing for Lindsay. Yes. But the important <laughs> thing that comes out of this conversation is she tells him on the first day of school that she got detention because people were picking on her and her sister for being new um, brats for new Military army brats. brats in school. So yeah, she um, she's just tired of being an army brat and or an army brat, a navy brat, and doesn't want doesn't want to live that life anymore. And she asks him if he would quit find a new job and come home permanently. Um, when she did this, I, when she did this, I was thinking to myself, he does a very important job. He's in the military, right? He's just, he talks about how he's going to be up for, I don't know if it's here. They talked about how he's going to be up for a, no, his own not ship yet, soon. but yeah, he, I mean, okay. part of his well, job is he's, he's second in command. So he's basically a captain right. waiting. Yeah. And so, so, so he's like, she's like, I, I when are you just going to be at home? He's like, oh, so that's why you're on this trip. Like, you're here to try to, like, convince me to, like, come back to the crib. Because uh, I, under, I understand that she wants her dad around, right? I get, I definitely get that. But he's doing something that's, like, kind of important. And he's been doing it for a long time. And, like, it's not like he started, he got, based on his rank, it's not like he got in the military when she was, when she was, uh, after she was born. He's been doing this for a very long time. This is his, his career. He's, he's career in, in this thing. So you want him to basically quit his job. And she's like, you got all these other degrees. You can do something else. It's like, right. But this is what he does. This is who he is. He is, the, he's in the military, you know? Yeah, and, and it, I just thought that was interesting that she wanted him to like leave that just well, to be at the house. Yeah, I mean, she's yes, I get it. I'm not going to stand here and argue it again, but he does have a legitimate 
excuse to be away from his family and he's trying to show her that and this tiger cruise is part yeah. of what this is about is for the families to see just what life is like and she has a very good topic that she brings up because he says like you're right i should be thinking about the family there should be a family conversation so when we get home let's talk about that as a family and she's like she's like no i want to talk about this now yeah when you're at home everything's nice yeah we're different people when you're home right like you come home and now our family's back together and everybody's so happy like it doesn't makes sense to have these conversations when everybody's happy, which is why she came out here to get him in his work personality to have this conversation. And it makes sense. And it's heartbreaking all at the same time. Well, it's, and and I understand that. I definitely do understand that. Um, But I was like, man, she doesn't understand. She doesn't seem to understand that this, what he does is not even for himself. It's for so many other people. She doesn't get that yet. So as of right now, she only sees strangers. And then she makes the comment that now we're strangers. And mm-hmm. she it takes the rest of this uh, film, the rest of this trip for her to see what all he does and everything he brings. And that right. he truly is and a How hero. important he is. Yes. How important he is to to make this thing go. So we get to uh, day two, September 10th, 2001. We're at sea. Danny is giving Mr. Horner an active look at the kitchen as he's working. And he's still adamant that he needs to call his uncle to get a new post. And not just a promotion, right? Like, he just doesn't want him working in the kitchen. And this is where he throws the flipping burgers comment, which is so Yeah. So, day two, September 10th, 2001. We're at sea. Danny is giving Mr. Horner an active look at the kitchen and he's still adamant that he needs to call the uncle to get a new post. And this is where he says the flip in the burgers bullshit. And and the, the, that was ridiculous because there's other people working there, you know, doing stuff. So like that comes for like everybody. Everyone doesn't have like an uncle in the Pentagon that they can just call up. It, go, it goes to like his like tone deafness throughout the movie right like like hey i'm gonna walk into the place that you work and insult you but also insult <laughs> everyone else there but that no, you work with nobody <laughs> yes nobody's gonna even like you know. while enjoying the work that you do like he's yes. eating this food and still being like you need to get a better job ridiculous um he says he's just going to he's going to leave. Danny tries to give him directions, but he's like, it's just a boat. Oh, and then this dude ends up getting like super lost, climbs through this thing. He cl- when you start having to climb up a ladder, that means you're going the wrong way, bro. Oh, man, he is <laughs> wheezing so hard. I thought he was going to have a heart attack. Yep. I, and thought, he- I thought the tragedy on the movie was going to be like them burying him at sea. he eventually gets after several scenes of him climbing flights of stairs and ladders and making comments he gets through a manhole 
in the mess hall, and then Which, he gets to the very top. That and where he, can't he started, fit. did he climb so many stairs he went all the way up into Affinity and came back up through the bottom? Like, did he? I don't understand. I think so. How. He had to have, right? <laughs> <laughs> but everyone doesn't help him because he's stuck because he's too wide to fit through the manhole, and they just all laugh at him. Well, yeah, it, listen, it, the moment you start. It. The moment you start doing the thing for a hatch, you never had to do that before. You're obviously going the wrong way. It's like working at Disneyland, right? Like, like once things stop getting pretty and like, like you know what I mean? When you, you should st- never have to open a door. No, no, <laughs> you know, it, like read a sign there, bud. <laughs> True. Oh. Okay. Lindsay, go on. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying. So um, uh, Grace is showing Tina and Maddie one of the jets. And she's still, Tina's on that same, like, I can't wait to get in the air. And, you know, everyone's trying to calm her down and tell her, like, it takes time to get here. And she's like, well, I'm going to be up on the flight deck taking pictures for the air show. Grace is Can't like, go up there. It's dangerous. Right. You got to be watching from Vulture's Nest or Vulture's <laughs> Row. She throws a huge fit about it. And I can't get any good shots from Vulture's Row. Blah blah blah. Hootsy woo. And then Maddie's like exactly Let me talk like to that. my <laughs> Let me talk to my dad. Let me see if my so, dad So I think all this could have like been <laughs> avoided if they would have explained a little bit more beyond just like it's dangerous, you can't do that, right? Like Right. They should like, if they broke it down. They do if you Why? listen because the PA is making announcements and they, the PA is saying a lot of stuff that would be very beneficial to them if they were listening and not sneaking nah. places. By, by the way, throughout the entire movie, and I don't think we've addressed this yet, the PA acts as like the narrator and it kind of bothered me. Because like, <laughs> a lot of the things he's saying over the PA are not PA announcements, right? Like, Well, they're talking like to the crowd is what they're doing, but yes. But, like, they make it sound like as if this is all going ship wide, right? So, like, could you imagine being, you know, you know, the the uh, get shit done guy and you have to listen to all the like all these random announcements for these <laughs> the tigers? Well, just to let you guys know, um, we are having lunch and dinner in the mess hall. We will be having macaroni and trees. Also, can Kenny, can we can we have you? Over in engineering, we need your help with the plane. It's landing zone. Thank you. By the way, during all of that, I was doing the hand motions of cleaning a toilet and mounting. Okay. Right. <laughs> At the same time. At the same time. So um, we get to flight deck control, and the XO is showing the Tigers their tabletop, of which represents the flight deck. And he's like, I know it looks like a board game, but this is all very dangerous. And we need to cut to Anthony every... playing them planes. Yep. <laughs> and he by tells him way, like, you can't clown around up here. People by the die. way, if you're playing with planes and you're just smashing them into each other, you're four years old. <laughs> obviously, you have to do a dogfight. And yeah, <laughs> they obviously, yeah, they have to chase each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Anthony has a real problem with authority, so he puts them down, puts them down in the wrong spot. Said, "Fuck your planes." Yeah, Commander <laughs> Dad basically is like, "You could have just killed somebody because you put that down in the wrong spot." Yeah, and he, whatever, and he, he leaves. Just leaves, right? 
right as Tina and Maddie are coming up to ask him if they can watch from the flight deck. At which point he says, no, absolutely no, no exceptions. <laughs> it's super dangerous up there. Yeah, Even though you've been up be. there several times. But if they were to like just explain just a little bit why, maybe they would have like been like, okay, cool. Like, hey, we use a a steel catapult system to shoot planes off into the air. And if you're standing in the wrong spot, it'll cut you in half. Right? Well, like, I mean, also make our... comment that any slightest debris, even a rock in the engine, could lead Blow to catastrophic. Yeah. Yeah. They and then later on, after they get in trouble, so obviously they go up there, right? But right. after they get in trouble, the dad mentions we lost the guy like last week. You should just say we're not letting anyone up there. Someone passed last week. That's all I need to hear. Okay, cool. Then we're not going up there. I'm gonna go up to Vulture's Row and do what I'm supposed to do. Because yeah. well, you said you guys lost a dude that's trained like last week. Yep, he said it was a sunny day just like today. Something just went wrong. Dude, like Bruh, those, those up engines are pushing off enough like enough power to shoot a 12 year old the distance of a football field right so like if if i'm just trying to get this picture which is what tina's trying to do but then you explain to me how somebody died just very recently i got you we can't be up there hey how, <laughs> how dumb is anthony by the way he almost just fell off the boat or the ship already once <laughs> he's like right? and got then, away with it and got away and then, with it and then right after this when they're like when when the president is like, you can't let you guys go up there. He's like, hey, uh, I got you, fam. I know a guy. <laughs> like, he like says, I got. Going? Hey, he like looks. It's like, hey, I got, I got my own way up there. If y'all wanna, if y'all wanna get up there, I got, I got a little way in the back. No, I don't no, know no. how. I don't know how you've been around the ship. Hey, I, I don't blame him though, right? Two very, very pretty teenage girls. I'm a teenage boy, right? I'm like, hey, let's. I can show you this, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they didn't be like, yo, we just saw you almost die like 45 minutes ago. Right? <laughs> right. Like, no, yesterday. You, yesterday we saw it. you almost fall the thing. Like it was yesterday. We saw you yesterday. Yeah. Do Obviously. this with your with your coat. Do the open your coat up a lot so you get blown back and then you fell into a into hey, a net. Hey. We just saw that yesterday. Shout out East Coast Puff Coat though, right? <laughs> so, well, he's he, he's wearing that puffy coat and get blown back. We just saw that yesterday, but he just told us he knows a way to sneak onto the flight deck. Oh uh, yeah, let's go listen to that kid. Like, what? I do think Maddie what? knows a little bit because she's explaining the catapult to them, but she's also saying like, "Get your picture and let's get out of here." Yeah, and and listens. then they show up in like full gear though. Like, when does that happen? <laughs> They, that's how they like sneak up there. That's they how pull. they sneak up without people noticing. Instead of just taking a spot out of the way, they have to get She's in like the way in here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But they were crouching anyway, so you couldn't tell until after all the pictures that are snapped. She continues to take pictures after Grace takes off, and then is taking pictures of like the ground crew. Yeah, and you hear the picture snap at that point, and that's what gets them busted. Is uh-huh. so looks the at it. They do because the thing they do in movies. On, on an active there's... flight deck, you could hear a picture being snapped. Yep. Well, well you couldn't hear any great. other Protection. ones, but that one I heard. It's great because it, they do the thing they do in movies where they like, you don't have a microphone on the guy that's like telling somebody. He like taps the guy three times, then points in the direction where the kids are. Yeah. And he like whispers. And then that dude that got that that's getting pointed to 
the one that's, that's being told the thing, he looks up with his eyes, and then he, like, has to go after the people. Like, <laughs> they did that, that whole motion. That's what you do when you don't have the, those other guys mic'd up. You do those whole actions. And they did that, and the kids are like, snaps, they found us. And then they get up, and then We're they start busted. running. <laughs> busted. And, and they, they get take off. They get caught because they hide for two seconds and then get out. And then basically the officer that finds them was like, you're dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, those MP guys. Like, yeah. Could you imagine being a, a military police on, on a ship a that tiger size? Tiger cruise? Like, oh, on a yeah. tiger cruise is what <laughs> yeah. I was thinking. That would be awful. Oh, those guys, the, the, those guys legitimately would be the ones in trouble, though, because they're the ones who are supposed to be babysitting all those kids, right? Like, yeah. none of them had, job. like, designated babysitters on this giant ship. That's what, that's, <laughs> I think that's my biggest problem with the movie, is there was no dedicated, like, babysitters, right? Like, you, well, had, apparently for you, Tiger Cruise, you get a host, and that person is responsible for you. So each one of these people should have had someone responsible for them. So there's at least three people get in trouble for this thing. Because someone should have been in charge of Anthony, someone should have been in charge of Tina, someone should have been in charge of Maddie. Straight up. Right. So we each individual person gets their own discipline, but they also get discipline from the captain who does like a scare you straight type of thing. Yeah. But that's when uh, the XO basically tells Maddie, like, somebody died. You don't realize how dangerous it is and how serious this is. And Anthony is the one that this is the first time we see him get disciplined. And he, his brother's just like, shut up, man. Like, Kitty's like, yeah. dude, he's like, bruh, I have so many jobs on this boat to begin hey, could you with. Imagine, could you imagine being Anthony's brother in that, in that scene, right? So you've got the XO second in command of the ship. You've got a pilot who is an officer. And then we don't know what his, what Anthony's brother's rank is, but I assume right. he's some sort of enlisted, right? So you've got an enlisted and two officers and then the captain screaming at you guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. how pissed are you? Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I would take my little brother and go throw, go show him what a blanket party is on the boat. Right? Like, <laughs> it's not good. I would well, be so it, mad. He's the only kid that also doesn't say yes, sir, to the captain as well, which is yeah. super yeah. embarrassing for the brother. But... Basically, yeah. this is when he gives him the whole, like, I'm trying to change my life around, and you can go back on, to New York man. and run around with your stupid friends, but, like, this Bruh, is my I'm, life. Like, you're not going to mess this up for me, man. You're not right. going to mess this up for me. I'm already doing so many jobs on this boat. Yeah. Babysitting you should not also be one of them. Come on. So we jump to a couple scenes. We jump to Maddie, and she's looking at this framed photo of her dad and the crew, and... Lieutenant McDreamy approaches and they have another scene together. But uh, (laughs) they said that they made this the last year, um, the millennium. You guys remember that? Remember 2000? Yeah. 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 When the world was going to end. And um, (laughs) she was like, well, that's nice of him to spend that with you guys because we were in a crappy hotel while our house wasn't finished when we moved. And first world problem, she's getting a brand new house and she's complaining about the hotel. Right. <laughs> um, she tells, like, that's when he's like, your dad's a great guy. He does dad's a, a great guy. He's like a father <laughs> to us on this ship, which really just sets her off, right? Because she's yeah. like, well, it must be nice to have a father around. He ain't at that. the house with us. He ain't at the house with us being a father. See, see this Jeez. raises more alarms about Lieutenant McDreamy, <laughs> though, right? Because she's screaming all her daddy issues, and he's like, I want to spend time with you. Like, no, bro. No, no. 
I don't know. My 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 father alarms are going off, right? Like, <laughs> keep that guy away from my daughter Hayden Pentier. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does leave after she's being a little too bratty, and he realizes that he's not getting anywhere. So, um, we go. She goes to the XO and she apologizes for earlier and tells him that she's been thinking of like, they've both been thinking about the conversation that they had. And he does agree with her that they do feel more like strangers and that this incident where she got out on the deck just really underlined that he doesn't know who she is anymore. Right. And that he's missed a lot of her life. And he, if he wishes he could go back, and change that but he can't and that's when he goes into like this is my job this is i'm next in line to be captain and you're asking me to walk away from that and he do- he says he's going to he said he's which gonna was a pretty not re-up which is a pretty powerful scene because he says i'm about to get my own ship but i'm about to throw away everything i've worked for my whole entire life because you want me at the house a little bit longer well what sucks about that, right? Just from like, uh, for him perspective, right? So he's got this career. He's next in line. He's going to get his own ship in the military, right? Well, let's say he does retire. What, what qualify, what is he going to do in real life? Like, he's so gonna, I want to know. She said, you have all these go degrees. Work, he's going to go work on a cruise ship. Which <laughs> he's just going to be gone for months at a time. Anyways, like, well, like kid, you don't know what you're asking your dad. This is why kids are dumb. So I have a question for you, Matt. Yeah. You are a football coach. Yes. Yes. Um, you you coach offensive and defensive line at the high school you work at. Yeah. Right. What happens when in ten years from now, nah, not ten years from now, yeah, ten years from now, you have your little girl. You're you're next in line to be the head coach of a school that's not nearby, <laughs> and your daughter at that time, oh, also named Maddie. If she's yeah. 14. <laughs> she says to you, Papa, um, I want you home more. And and you're like, I've done all this to become a head coach. And well, it, I don't know. My 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 <laughs> my thing's a little bit different, right? One, my wife makes more money than me, so I <laughs> I can just give that up at any point, right? Okay. <laughs> I, I'm assuming he's the breadwinner in the family, right? Like most military, what it looked like, yeah. Like officer families are, like they, the they, they take care. Like there, a lot of spouses have their own things going on too. But for the most part, the With military them provides all the time. It's hard for them to have a stable yeah. job that they can continue to grow income wise. Yeah, you know, and like I have friends whose husbands are in the military and they're teachers, and so like they can take that skill set and move around. Um. But other than that, right? Like, I don't, I just, I don't know. For me personally, though, if if coaching got in the way of parenting, then I would just stop, right? Like, I think I provide a valuable service to my community with the the kids that I coach and I help out. But there's there's two kids that are more important than any other kids I work with, and those are my own. Aww. That's what Coach Taylor did when he saw that his family <laughs> was falling apart in Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, Coach Taylor's big influence on my life. You know, clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Can't lose. 
Keep it going, Lindsay. Keep it running. Okay. Really, really bitter about that saying, by the way, because the team we played in the state championship last year, um, uh, runner up, state champion, we're the state champion, we're runner ups this last year. Uh, Second best team in the state of California. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, 6A, 6A. Uh, And 6A. Yeah. (laughs) But the team that we, we lost to in the finals, they were chanting, clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. And so that really put a damper on the whole Coach Taylor thing because I hate that team we lost to. Hate them so much. <laughs> oh. Well, oh. Don't anyway. This year, run it back then. He leaves this year, the just run it back. after a while. So, and he know. goes to the Lions. Exactly. Just run it back this year. Yeah. Yeah. Easy so, it's so easy we could do it, right? I, I've been coaching for 15 <laughs> years. And I've made this run once in my life. <laughs> run it back run it back <laughs> but take but, it away but, Lindsay <laughs> but back back to, to the, the topic right like uh, I don't think he should have put himself in a situation once he started a family to be on a boat for months on end years on end I don't think he should have directed his career path that way once he started a family well I mean so he was already you, old I'm sure that was already was all, his career path exactly that's what I was about to, to say to where he, he had, was he, he hadn't just joined them. Like she's thirteen years old. He's no, in no, a no, point where he's what, where he's going saying, to. Though, what, I was what gonna I'm say saying, that, though, that is like when he had his first daughter, right? Like when, okay. when daddy was. Born, he has her. Right? Yeah, that's fifteen years ago. I'm sure. He, like, there's many different directions and paths and branches to get to where he was going, right? Or like other directions you can go, right? Um. But at that maybe. point, he might have—he already might have been in for fifteen years. At that point, based on how mm-hmm. how old he looks, he's probably already the lieutenant, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was already deep in the thing, and I'm sure, like, because the mom seems to understand the assignment, right? She understands what's going on. Yeah. The youngest daughter also does too. Maddie's the only one that has an issue. Well, she might also remember a time where he was around more often, possibly. Right? Possibly, yeah. But mom knew. Mom knew going in. Like this is how, this is the career path. Like this yeah. is what's happening. Because she didn't seem to be like. She she was surprised that she she wanted to go on a Tiger Cruise, right? So she kind of knew like this is, this is the life of 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 the family. He's a sailor. We move around. It is what it is. Maddie has just decided that this is not going to work for her anymore, yeah, and yeah. she will not be as, accepting this as teenage girls do, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> Sorry, if you're a teenage girl listening to this, I apologize, but you're probably selfish. <laughs> they do talk about that in the movie. At some point, you will learn that you are not the center of the universe. That day is not today, but you will learn that yeah, at some point. Mr. Horner needs to learn that episode, too. Correct. Or that, that <laughs> so, um, I mean, let's we're, we're getting into it now. We're in the thick of it. Day three, September 11. Ooh. Uh, we are at sea still it's sunrise the ship's alarms start going off maddie checks the clock it's 5 15 a.m pa is Mm -hmm. commanding everybody to report to their stations maddie grabs a coat and heads to the bridge she gets pretty much immediately kicked off the bridge she she sees grace the pilot follows grace and grace just slams the door right in her face uh things are getting pretty intense here uh, the XO is informed when he's on the bridge that the second plane has hit 
the tower and they show the TV and it's showing the two towers and the smoke coming out of the towers. Yeah. Uh, the so X- those, I was impressed. They actually showed those images on a Disney movie. Can I just say, right? Like, I think those so are all, I, I was, I was surprised, but like, it was also 2004. So it's like three years after. So we're still showing footage at that time. At this point in our, here in 2022, where they barely show anything after a tragedy now. But at that time, it wasn't, I don't think it's as sensitive. Yeah, no, I was just, I was impressed. But then also, like, I, I just remember, like, there wasn't a person in this country who hadn't seen that footage multiple, right. multiple, multiple times. Right. And, and it almost serves as like a reminder, which I think yeah. we discussed about this movie is, its purpose was kind of to be a reminder uh and i i was i was impressed that they showed multiple images throughout the different like news reels and stuff that yeah that are, are pretty famous today i think um yeah but man it brought back a lot of emotions a lot mm-hmm. of emotions it's hard like to I, see still oh man you know you watch those documentaries and you, you hear all the stories like the the thousands of different stories of that day and man, it got me going. It got me good. And they were pretty accurate because they, they talk about the first one. And then as they're in there watching, they watch as another of the second plane that was a hijack hits the second tower. And they then are giving like a briefing in like the next scene. To the tigers. And he's yeah, to the tigers. the tigers. Yeah. Bill Pullman yeah. standing in front of the in front of his thing and he's he's I'm like, all right, dude, like let's let's get the whole world together against these aliens. And <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> we're in right? that like, we're in that moment. Like, and that's when I was like, man, could this man deliver a speech. Dude, Bill Pullman <laughs> is if I were the president of the United States, Bill Pullman would just read off every speech for me. Right? Like <laughs> that would be his job. Cause dude, Cause he's he there with he's... the monologue. Holy cow! He he's there and he tells him um, a tower hit at eight at five like five fifteen this morning. The station um, is under attack. Yep, yeah. One hit was was hijacked and going from Boston to Los Angeles. It was hijacked and hit the first place. Second one hit the second place. At this time, we assume that there's more. Um, at this point, yeah. When he he walked up to the podium and. He had been informed that the Pentagon had been hit, but it wasn't a confirmed hit. So he didn't right. announce that immediately. Right. And then, as we know in real life, the plane hit the Pentagon, and then the other one was crashed in the field in Pennsylvania. But he's delivering. It was. I don't even think they mentioned. Did they? They do. They mentioned. They mentioned Flight ninety three. Yes. Well, they don't uh, mention the flight number, but they do mention yeah, yeah, yeah. a little while later that they that it was headed for DC crash landed in Pennsylvania and the the white house had been fully evacuated. Evacuated. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing I thought was amazing about this scene, um, the specific scene was that they were giving the information as they were getting it, which is how it would have happened. You can only disseminate the information as you have it. And we're seeing or the scene is being depicted as happening in the moment so they haven't they're not able to mention the Pentagon, not able to mention the one being hijacked and crash landed in um Pennsylvania because they're hitting they're they're delivering the information 
in the moment. There's nothing that's being hidden. They're, they're telling them everything they know as they know it. Which it's crazy. Well, there was so many false reports on that day, if you guys remember. They were saying that there were other hijackings and the mall was on fire and they were saying a bunch of stuff. So they were waiting to announce anything until it had been confirmed by the government, not the media, which is probably yeah. a well, good I think way. Them being, I think them being the government, I think they're getting you know better information faster. Right, yeah. even on yeah. those boats, they like they show the news on those boats or ships, excuse me, ships. Um, but it's like the military news network, right? So it's not they're not tuned into CNN or Fox News or whatever. It's like right. it's an internal media organization that's getting, I guess, better, clearer information, possibly. Yeah. Uh, or at least like better filtered in- information. Um, yeah, because they're going through proper channels. Yeah, and. I I will say this the this movie does such a great job of showing what it would have been like to be active military while all this is kind of going down right like the semi panic but also ultra focus all right like we got a job to do you know we, like like this just got real and we might have to like get into action right now despite right. whatever no matter what else is going on and they, they can also talk like, about that. They say we're in a holding pattern until we know where we're going, where we're docking, if we're docking. Like, we don't even know if right. we're going to drop these tigers off or not. Well, we might be going into battle right now. And that was something that – so having myself live through a tragedy, I was I was at the uh, Route 91 uh, massacre in Las Vegas. In the moment, there was a lot of information a lot of, I'll say a lot of mis, misinformation, but I don't like using the word misinformation. People were reporting things as they saw them, right? Because they wanted, they're trying to give you the most information they can in the moment, at the moment. And not everything had been vetted or cleared. I remember being inside um, the Tropicana Hotel and we were heading down a hallway and then people started running towards us from the inside the hallway saying that there was a man in there with a gun. So we all turned around and started heading back the way we had come. Turns out there wasn't anyone like shooting. I don't know if there was a person that had a gun maybe in their hotel room or not, but people were giving the information as they heard it, as they saw it. And so people running towards us saying there was a guy with the gun made us turn around and run the opposite direction too, because this is the information as I just got it. And so I'm telling the people behind me, Hey, we're going back this way because they're coming back this way. So they're saying there's a person with the gun. So we're getting out the way. Also, um, mind you, there was ended up not being shooting in there, but if you're getting the information in the moment, you're only being able to disseminate that information that you're getting. So I thought it was really cool in the movie, watching him get the information and not just report the mass hysteria, but report it. These are the official findings. Like you said, they, he gets whispered to that they might, they, they've hit the Pentagon, but he hasn't been confirmed yet. So he doesn't announce that part yet. Yeah. He announces the parts that are confirmed because he is the, supposed to be the cooler head and the one to explain What's going on? I thought that was really cool. I think I think one of the cooler parts for me, like in that whole series and like like from that moment on in the rest of the movie, right? Like, so they don't know what their role is going to be yet, right? But they have to right. prepare, right? And so like they show like, 
hey, we haven't gotten our orders, but we're get we're getting ready to go head head first into this thing if we have to, with or without these kids, right? But then we also have to like come up with contingencies, like how are we going to get these kids off the boat? How are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? And so like you see them preparing for like every scenario all at once. Right. I, I don't know. I just as a football coach, right? Like like you kind of have to do some of that, right? Like it's third it's third and short, but we got to get the defense ready to get on the field if if we have to punt the ball, right? Like there's five things going on and four of those things probably won't happen, but you still have to be prepared. I think that was a really cool just insight and inside look into what like some of these crews have to go through, right? Like a lot of the stuff they were doing, they didn't even have to like be like, it didn't come into fruition what they were were preparing to do, but they were still just boom. Like, here we go. This is what we got to do X, Y, and Z. We got to get the munitions, boat. we got to do this, you know, Mm-hmm. With 800 civilians on board is what they yeah. said. Yeah. So Wild. you, that's just insane. And they made several comments that uh, the commander is the only guy who would be able to pull this off and that they were yeah. lucky to have him. <laughs> because <laughs> just hammering it home from Maddie that you're being yeah. real selfish when your dad at home, we need him here. Well, there's a <laughs> problems, right? Because they shut down comms because he knew that, there's going to be a lot of communication coming in and they didn't want to be sending communication out. So he shut that down because he didn't mm-hmm. want all the tigers trying to get word out and blocking up their communication. Well, I think also yeah. they were getting ready to go to war, right? So they, they, they mentioned later that they, like their location is classified because they're mm-hmm. getting ready for wartime. So they, if you're broadcasting signals out, those can easily be picked up to determine your location. Right, and they're getting ready for war, right. which this country was like in the immediate aftermath. And attacked because yeah. they weren't sure what was next, right? Yeah. Planes are still in the air. Right. They don't know what's going on. Who, so, where it's coming from, nothing. We don't have any information, but our job is to be ready, so we're getting ready to be ready. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Horner finds out via the news that the Pentagon was hit, and that's when he he's just telling himself, like, his brother's fine, Um a large place it's it's going to be fine and he said that he's going to try and get word out and he tries um we we, we've jumped all over the place here but we'll we'll just we'll just follow mr horner for a second so he does find out through the xo that communications are down and he just gets in his face and is telling him like do you know who i am basically he pulls rank and he's like well if you're if you know the rank you should know how this works and yeah yeah i think god he drives me nuts right because he like keeps talking about how he's military how he's military and then he keeps wanting special treatment special whatever and like dude like if if you really knew how this works like you'd just be like all right like Hey, this is this is this is unprecedented. This is craziness going on right now. Like right. maybe I should not be selfish in this moment. But at the same time, though, this is his brother, right? Yeah, this is like, a family member, and he can't speak to him, and this is unexpected, and he wants to know that his brother's okay. And it was very interesting because we then see a scene where Hayden Pinotier and uh, Bill Pullman have a conversation. And then uh, Horner comes up and is like, I need to talk. I need to know about my brother. Like, I, I'm done with, like, this this bullshit. I need to know about my brother. And he's like, dude. He puts his hands on him, too. Like, yeah, he puts his hands on, on, on Commander, Commander Dolan. And, and he's like, I need to know. And he's like, bro, you know how this works. 
this is not what we're doing. But then I liked how Bill Pullman's Commander Dolan, he had a he had a human moment right there. And he was like, give me your brother's name, his rank, where where he was probably. And I'm gonna do the best I can. Because I I Hoarder's so, being a dick, but he's um, he's 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 he feeling this. He's yeah. feeling things in this moment. And I so I, I, I understood that he I got I got him being a dick, but I also understood that he he's spiraling right now in this present moment. And you need him to be chill, but he's there's no way right this moment he could be chill because he's looking at the plane on the screen and it looks like the part where his brother would be. Yeah, well I I think this is a great moment to show, you know, Commander Dolan being a good leader, right? Like, yes, like, yes. Hey, the answer's no, but I'm going to try my best to help you. I'm gonna do what I can. Yes, and I'm gonna do what I can, but there's nothing that I can give you right now. And so the answer is still right. no, but let me show you that I'm willing to try to my best extent. I'm trying right? to work with you, bro. Which yeah, I think. I think all things considered, like from his end, like from a technical standpoint, like it wouldn't take much to know what that is when that information becomes available, right? Like the mm-hmm. MIA and the KIA list from those events, I think the MIA list went out pretty quick, I'm sure, especially from the military side of it, right? Like they, they got a pretty decent accounting of people. So, you know, it would just go out as a, a, a like an information query. Yeah. And I think it's important to note that this is the first time Maddie's really even seen him deal with other people, let alone yes. in yeah. this moment being the first. These strangers that she's been calling them. Right. Like yeah. he's being a person. After all these people have told her, told her how good of her person her dad is, she gets, gets to, to see, see him be a good person. In one of Mr. Horner's worst moments. Well, and yeah. I think. Well, so right after that, he, he talks to maddie about being a liaison right so it was yeah it was before that but um oh okay it, it's all mixed in in the conversation so that's yeah, why they we're, were standing there's several storylines yeah yeah several storylines interspersed through the day but yeah he does ask her to be a liaison to the younger tigers because he needs to know what's going on he needs to know if they're scared he needs to know what questions they're asking he needs to have so, a better handle on the ship that's it's a great leadership moment for him again right like Hey, I want to. I want to be able to see my daughter and communicate with her to 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 take her temperature. Right? I need her hands to be busy because I know she's freaking out. Right? I need to know. I I legitimately need to know what the other tigers are doing, how they're feeling, what you know, all those things. And I don't in this moment. I can't. I can't lend another you know person on this crew to do that. So let's put someone else that's not on the crew to work, and like. Like it seemed like such a simple, like good thing, but I think there were so many layers to what he did as a leader, right? That were like next level, just next level awesome. Mm-hmm. He does say he has to pull all of the staff off of, off of the tigers, so he's basically leading, yeah. leaving them. And as we see later, the adults kind of get out of hand, but the children are well cared for. Because Maddie's in there. Working, if oh, that's what happens. Ex- yeah, yeah, in my experience with craziness, right, and in dealing with with stressful situations, it's never the kids; it's the adults that give you grief. Yep. Yeah, and in this situation, Maddie and <coughs> Tina do a good job of like 
keeping like the, the little the little kids are really scared and they keep going to Maddie. Yeah, and she gets, she's she, able to comfort them. Coddling one of the crying kids, and as soon as she starts that, the other kids start glomming onto her, and before you know it, she's on a couch and they're all toppled on top of her. Chip, mm-hmm, chip off mm-hmm. the old block there, huh? huh? Leadership, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Some say leadership. You're born. It's with true. It. Yeah. It's true. Oh God, where are we? So, so then we get that going on, and then at the same time, while all of this is happening, we have Anthony sitting and just staring at the TV, and he's just staring and watching the news very, very intently. And this is when I felt like you got a real change in Anthony, because it, as we saw at the beginning of the movie, Anthony is from New York. This so we're, is, we're jumping. We're on day four now. So we've jumped to day four, and Anthony's watching. Oh, yeah, and, and yeah, yeah. So the oh, I thought those day three. So I I felt like it was all in, in the same like the same time frame because I just felt like he was locked in. But if I'm jumping too far ahead, yeah. I apologize. No, 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 you're good. It's the next day, so we um. We start with Grace, and Grace is patrolling the skies, and she tells uh, Tina, everything's clear, there's nobody out there, we're at the safest spot that there could be, and Mm -hmm. we're good. And that's when um, the XO starts saying that he's gonna, they're gonna rearm the ship to full capacity in preparation to go to war. Mm -hmm. And he tells that he wants all of the tigers below deck. And you see that Anthony is watching this. So now you're at the part where Anthony's watching. So Anthony's watching the, the TV and is just staring at it. And then um, he's watching it over like a few scenes. There's like multiple scenes where they cut back and he's watching the news, just constantly watching the news. And then um, earlier, going back, um, Dolan, Commander Dolan, Commander Dolan said that he uh, wanted movies on the TVs and not the news because he didn't want the kids watching the. Um, yeah, so the, there were set areas in which you could watch the news. So she yeah. tells him to go watch the news there, and she has a side chat with him to talk about his connection to New York and how upsetting it is for him to be away from his community in their time of need, basically. Yeah. So and think, Anthony's like, I'm from Staten his, Island. I think his character was a little like backwards almost, right? Like he came onto the boat angry and then like, you know, the, the trauma happens and then he's kind of like just sitting there kind of sad. Right. Like, I don't, I don't know. It almost seemed like, yeah, he was kind of a dick coming on, but like when, when all that happened, I it almost felt like he would have been more angry after the fact. But he ended up not. He was just kind of sulking, right? Because it like mellowed him. Up. Well, he says he says right then. This is something that like resonated with me, um, for his character because he says right then he's like, uh, I got buddies whose parents work in the World Trade Center, and then yeah. he names like several people that he like knows that walk the route and go towards the the World Trade Center in and out of it all the time. And here he is on this boat, and he doesn't know if Daryl like he don't know what's going on back at home because he's I, like I'm from Staten Island. I see those towers i saw those towers every day very like, very close to the trade center in yeah comparison to them collapsing 
And so he's like, this, this is for some of y'all, this happened in America for him. It happened at home. Like this is tough. And then I, and I feel like that's when he stopped being the clown so much and realized like, this well, is deeper than this. He says it very well that his life has changed forever now. It's oh, never yeah. going to be the same. And he was very right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that yeah. was every American's like sentiment after that, right? Like, yeah. But like, but like, it's, it's different though, right? And I say that no, because, no, like, for, for sure. the three of us, we're from the West Coast. For him, that was there. But that was. That and, if you think about how was, much like, our his lives immediate changed, life was going to be different. Right. His yeah, friends, yeah. his family, his people that he actually knew, right? Like yeah, he yeah. knew personally. Yeah. Yeah. That was I thought that was a very, very interesting moment. Um in the so, movie. sorry to cut ahead. No, you're good. So <laughs> Tina is also having her moment of change in which she is now realizing that the armed forces are there for a particular purpose and mm-hmm. that they're in danger and they could be in danger and she starts asking grace like have you ever been shot at what should i do if i get shot at and she's now now realizing that it's not just uniforms and planes right um we get to the escort ship arrives or was already there i'm not sure how escort ships arrive but they start uh rearming the ship and mr horner sees them loading the MK-28s, you see the boxes, which are the the fighter bombs for the planes. And he immediately goes to the adults and starts getting them into hysterics about them arming the ship and how we're going to war. Yeah, and- what, what, I don't understand what his, like, obviously he's just being emotional, right? But, like, what's, what's the goal there, right? Like, I'm going to set all these people off, and what are you guys going to do except get told to sit in your room? You know what I mean? Right. Like, like what is? Wh- I don't know what the the secondary plan was there, but he was over here. He he thought he was disseminating the proper information. I'm sure, but it's like that part's irrelevant. Like yes, we might be going to war right now. Like There's that's what happens. This underlying story that's going on that really nobody talks about, which is they everyone feels like they don't have all the information and they feel like things are being yeah. withheld from them and they're. But the fact of the matter is, and the EXO tries to tell everyone that is. I've given you all the information I have. We don't know if we're going to war. We're we're preparing in case we have to. First of all, this ship always is armed. Now we're just getting uh, more armed. My my favorite my favorite part of that that whole exchange was that, hey, we always had munitions on this this the ship. We're just getting more. Like we're just topping off. Like (laughs) yeah, we're just yeah, we're just topping off. We didn't take everything off of the boat because or off the ship because you guys. We're coming on like, no, 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 no. We were always ready. We're just getting more ready. You have to be ready. And he says that like, we're a carrier. We could go into war at any moment. We could go to any assignment at any moment. And that could be now or it could not be. We're preparing. We're preparing. We're prepping. We're prepping. Prepping. Thank you. And and he like, at this point, I believe he tells Mr. Horner that uh, he pulled him to the side and lets him know that his brother is uh, unfortunately missing in action. And and that really resonates with him because Mr. Horner now knows that his brother's probably dead. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, Maddie, so Mr. Horner goes out to take some fresh air and Maddie follows him to just 
talk him down, comfort him. To be and... a good human being and a good leader like her dad is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sorry, that there was some heavy wind gusts and it sounded like <laughs> I, I, I thought someone like walked into Lindsay's house. <laughs> talking to you. Yeah. No, man, it just got it was very, very loud. Sorry. Um remind me where we are. <laughs> so so uh, to quote comfort um, him. Um and yes. he uh he basically goes into the whole Maddie, your dad is an awesome dude. Please apologize for everything I've done on, on this ship yeah, up behalf, to now. Yeah. And um, not a lot of people would do this job. And mm-hmm. it just makes me feel better knowing that there's a man like him out there keeping his eye on things. So he, once again, one of these strangers that he's changed his life. Yeah. Another sign that um, that that Bill Pullman has been just a good leader, and he and he recognizes that, and he says that he and even even Horner says uh he feels he feels safer in the world knowing that there's guys like uh, Commander Dolan out there helping keep them safe, and that's kind of like when Maddie realizes like my dad's much more important to this thing than I, I thought. I gave him credit for. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the the call of duty is is one that's you know big, right? Like for lack of a better term. Yeah. Right? Like and 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 like I've been selfish and want him home, but like he's he's been selfless to give us up so he can do this. Like he's not out here partying. He's like he's doing this because he has to. It's not a pleasure. Realization that he his acts are selfless, not selfish. Yep. Yeah. And it starts to change in her mind because we start seeing her sketching him out on her pad and with the ship and everything. He looks dope drawing, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, super good, super good. Then she tries to go give it to him, and then um, Lindsay's boyfriend goes. Oh, that's oh, oh, when 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 Lieutenant Creepy McCreamy. (laughs) Yeah. He tells her it's not a good time and says he'll give it to him. And she's like, no, I'll give it to him later in person. Okay. So, so Uh I, I I understand like the, the meaning of this scene, right? Like I understand what they're trying to accomplish. However, he's sitting four feet away. It doesn't even acknowledge her voice, (laughs) right? Like, like like if I'm sitting in my office and I'm like, got something important I'm doing. I'm like, yeah, I got to hammer this away. Right. But then the kids at the door just be like, Hey, is this important? No? Okay, I'll see you later. Right? Like Yeah. <laughs> He's busy in the middle of He's war got stuff, a man. Lot of shit to do, man. <laughs> yeah. And the el- yeah. the lieutenant, he even tells him like this this is it. This is what your dad does. He's in the moment and he's going to get this done. He's going to get all these people home safe. But then mm-hmm. he was just working out logistics of getting people home because there's no planes in the air right now. Right. And you got to get right. them all across the all over the country. Right, Which, the, the country, yeah. You know, he's just booking Greyhound tickets. That's all he's doing. <laughs> no, doing no. He, he's lining up places for kids to stay and stuff. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's buying Greyhound tickets and booking hotels. Like, come on. Hey, everybody from New York, 
everyone that's from New York stand right here. Okay, here's your Greyhound button, you know, tickets. Okay, you're in charge of this kid. You're in charge of that kid. Cool. All right. Like, that's a lot for 800 people. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, they it wouldn't be on the XO. He's probably more le- legitimately, she probably should have been more concerned with like, hey, where did this attack come from, and where which ocean should we be heading to right now? Because we're in the Pacific. Well, he'll get the, he'll get, get around. The, he'll get the information soon enough. Right, and I think he <laughs> does. So okay, yeah. well, before we have this um, really weird High School Musical two kitchen music episode where they all start banging on pots <laughs> and pans, reminded me oh, yeah, of the yeah. scene from Tarzan. Yeah, with the when they're outside in in the the the, the gorillas. Yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. hitting stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so all the kids, so not all the kids, um, the main kids in the movie, Anthony, um, Tina, uh, Hayden Pinatier, and her brother <laughs> are in there. And along with, and Danny. Yeah, along in there with Danny, with Our Danny um, Horner. He's making cupcakes. Then they decide to start banging on the thing. The music's not very good, but they bang on some some stuff. But they the laugh, whip, they have good they time, had a good time, and, and they, yeah. so, they realize so, they haven't laughed in a long time, or they don't remember when the last time they laughed was. So, you know, it was like so two days ago. At, at that scene, right, when she was like, like, oh, man, that felt good. And, you know, like, what that reminded me of is when um, when Jon Stewart on The Tonight or on The Daily Show came back after the attack on 9-11. And mm. he has a whole monologue of, like, this terrible thing happened in our city and daily shows, you know, based out of New York and we're going to do our best to laugh. We're going to cry a little bit. And while, and when she was like, I, I don't remember how long it's been since I laughed. It reminded me of that episode of the daily show where it was really, there was a somber overtone, but they did, you know, you laughed a little bit, you cried a little bit. And like that whole, it brought me back to that time in 2001. Right. You know, we talk about September 12th and 13th and like those those days, you know, after the fact where everyone's confused and scared and not a lot was right. funny. But then you found joys in these random little things. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the you know, the I guess the proverbial deeper meaning of life, like enjoy the little things and banging on pots can be funny. And yeah, I don't know that it just that's what it brought it back, brought me back to. Yeah. Uh, wrapping up. Was. Yeah, wrapping up day four, they find out that um, they are now going to be coming into port a day early. They are going to be coming in unannounced because of their location. Uh, The base is locked down, so there will be nobody there to meet any of the Tigers. Um, And the XO informs Maddie of this, so she's in the loop. And we jump to day five. And so we the, are way now... they, the way they built that up, right? Like, hey, we're going in secretly and blah, blah, Like, well, one, this is a giant ship. Like, there's, there's not, you don't do anything secretly. And and two, like, I, I was expecting some, like, kind of, like, secret ops types, type stuff. And then next thing you see is they're just at the port, like, saying goodbye to everyone. Yeah, I did find it a little odd. So uh, they're off the coast of San Diego now. And one of the things when they do come into port is all the tigers are kind of like on the flight deck. And if <laughs> you are coming into a shutdown base and this is an emergency situation, why do you have civilians just hanging out on the deck? Like, yeah. it, it was. Well, and, and well, 
I, I'm probably skipping too far ahead, but but they do the cool like unfurling the flag thing that yep. had gotten canceled earlier. So, so Maddie, so, Maddie goes to the yeah. captain to ask the captain to give them one last activity, and the captain grants them the flag unfurling, which they go out but, on the yeah. deck flight deck and unroll this huge American flag that's like the size of the deck, and all the kids are underneath playing and screaming and pushing on the flag and stuff. And the captain gives um, the commander a compliment and said, that's some tiger you got there. Yeah. She's a good leader like you, Pop. (laughs) (laughs) And and he like, and it's a good feel good moment because I feel like at this point, Maddie sees that this was like, all of this is important. Like all of this. yeah, Yeah, she finally gets it. That her dad's important. So they have a conversation after that. And she's, he's like, no, I don't don't think I didn't forget what we were talking about, but I'll be home. But I I got more stuff to do, understandably, because the and world is different now. I'm leaving now. Yeah, like I know I was supposed to come back for a little while, but we're but heading right back out. And then she's like, "No, I understand. You go ahead and go, Dad." <laughs> you know, like, uh, <laughs> dang, she got it now. And she gets it. And I don't want you to quit your job. Yeah, yeah. Not just I'll not just. Yeah, not just I know you're leaving, but you don't have to come home permanently. You need to keep doing this because your job is very important. And those people need you. These strangers, they mm-hmm. need you across the what, across the world. What, what we don't know is that eventually this family becomes the main characters in the movie G.I. Jane, right? Where <laughs> <laughs> It's probably wow. the so, little sister, though, right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, definitely. So, so uh, after this, this is the end of the movie, yeah? Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, we do. There's a another MP that walks up as as they salute each other, and um, he's like, "Oh, your father's the XO, and that must make you a brat." She's like, "Yeah, I'm. I am a brat. I and am like, a brat." <laughs> <laughs> and we get some closing shots of the Connie on the water with the flag unfurled and credits roll to Hayden singing My Hero Is You. That was her, huh? Wasn't it? I thought so. I it thought sure they was. gave her a little track in, in the in the credits. <laughs> but that was her track. Dude, okay. Props, um, props to her agent, by the way. Not only getting her the lead role, getting that's her a Disney brother thing. in. Getting her brother in and and giving her the singing is a Disney thing though. The sing, the singing is a Disney thing. We knew that was going to happen. So okay, I have I have I have a little game I want us to play real fast. Um, really quickly, Matt, what happens? This thing would be like one of those one of those uh those 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 happy movies at the very end. You know when they like do a freeze frame and then they tell you like what happened to the character at the end. Oh, what happened to Tina? What happened to Tina after this? What happened to Tina? Yeah. Um, Tina gets straight A's, gets a, gets a um, congressional um, thing to go into officer's training, you know, in Annapolis, ends up uh-huh. becoming a pilot, and then dies somewhere over Afghanistan. <laughs> okay, okay, that's what I'm thinking. Okay. Okay, Lindsay, what happens to Anthony? Anthony goes to jail, man. <laughs> <laughs> He returns little, and is not turned around. He has hey. no idea how to handle the turmoil of being back plot, home. Plot twist: Pop was uh, driving the towers. And oh, he yeah. Comes he, home, 
to even less people at home. And his life so that he gets to the streets. And then yeah. he ends up okay. Um, I think what happens to I just broke Lindsay's heart. It's so sad. <laughs> oh, what happens man. to to Joey? Joey ends up. Joey's the little kid. He he ends up uh, moving around the the world for the rest of for the rest of till he turns eighteen. Then when he turns eighteen, he just becomes a drifter. Because oh, he goes a drifter and is addicted to chocolate ice cream. It is a, a dangerous, dangerous. No, he's thing. gonna have some. He's gonna have some serious addictions in his life. That guy, that kid, cannot control his addiction. <laughs> he's had so much ice cream. Uh, Matt, what happens to Maddie? Maddie, uh, Maddie uh, becomes a, the first female head football coach at a school in Virginia, and then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. She um she joins the cheerleading team and then she breaks her heart <laughs> the heels. Back. Wait, no, not She's no, not. Have... She becomes a country character. superstar. <laughs> she becomes a country. No, no, she changes her name to, to Julia. Family of country music moves to moves to Nashville. No, not her. Not Hayden Panettiere. What happens to oh. Maddie the character? Oh, Maddie's going to take her uh, leadership skills and uh. her her father's affluence right and she's going to get into an ivy league school and then she's going to be a ceo of, of a fortune 500 company <laughs> probably. That, actually seems that sounds probably what happens to her yeah. um i think i think uh i think all those things are spot on i think uh i think uh danny horner ends up rising through the ranks as one of the top chefs in the military um he ends up leaving and opening his own restaurant no, 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 no. Danny Horner is going to go on one of those competitive cake shows. Yes, yes, right? I think you're right. Yes, he's going to he's going to world class baker cakes. World class baker, world class baker. That's what he's at right now. And um, I think Gary Dolan just retires military, has his own ship. He ends up being a just a a hero. He had to do a tour in Afghanistan, and he came back, and he's just a hero. And I think that's like all of them. I think that that oh, and Kenny. Kenny continues to do odd jobs, and then he ends up leaving the military and opening his own um, shop where he does handyman stuff. That's what I think happens to Kenny McCaw Brooks. I think that's what Lieutenant, to him. Lieutenant McCreepy gets uh, Lieutenant Creepy McDreamy. He he's going to get arrested in Afghanistan for child porn. <laughs> in Afghanistan. Yes. Yes. Oh. It's not going to go well for his and Tina's relationship. <laughs> No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> uh, no, Lindsay. Who won the movie? Who's the biggest winner for the movie? It, it's got to be Maddie. She okay. She gets. I mean, she doesn't get her father home, but she gets a reason understanding. of why he's gone and can't changes her perspective on her life. Matt, who's the biggest winner for the movie? Uh, so for me, it's a toss up between the captain or excuse me, the XO commander Dolan and, uh, and Anthony, right? I think Anthony leaves less of a dick, right? Mm -hmm. I think all in all, he shows the most growth. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like at the very end, all we get is a thank you out of him. So if that's the most growth, it still doesn't get you very far. It's a lot. It changes his perspective. I, I, I worked with troubled youth for a living, right? Like he showed the most growth. Fair. He I think I think Commander Dolan is the is, is the real winner. 
because he got to show his he finally got his daughter out there and got to show her why he does the things he does why and she understood yeah. yeah hey you if if you can get a teenage girl to have your back you've done a good you, job man. yeah yeah who who's the biggest loser in the movie oh, i think i think we all be, agreed um, mr horner, horner right yeah, yeah i think we're all in agreement mr horner chuck, chuck horner yeah, biggest loser. I think so too. I mean, even though he gets checked, he and it's not he's not a big biggest loser just because he like lost his brother. It's because he's a dick the whole time, and then he realizes that he's. I, I did appreciate that he tells Maddie to apologize to his her dad for him being a dick. He recognized he was a dick, and then I like how he like tells Danny on his way out that he is proud of him, even though he's been busting his balls. But like his. All of his uh, talking mess about the military, um, the the rivalry, and all that stuff, uh, a loser for me. That's that's just where I'm at. Yeah, he's the one that should yeah, know the, the most, the... and he shows the least. Yeah, I I I I don't have a lot of respect for people that say, "Well, this is how we used to do it in seventy something," right? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, dude, we've come a long way since the seventies. It's correct. Things are just so different now. Uh, who's the w- biggest winner in life? Which actor is Pantier. the biggest winner? I think it's Bill Pullman. I it's think gotta be, it's, uh, Bill, it's gotta be Bill Pullman. For child, then we're going Hayden. Yeah, for kids, it's gotta be Hayden Pantier. Like, she, she's just gone on. A lot of people have gone on to do a lot of stuff in this movie, but, like, she's had multiple stints. Um as a main character in multiple shows and that's TV money. If you're doing multiple seasons, TV money is really good money. And so I, I'm going to go with pop by the way, he's only in the movie for like a minute and a half, but his, his IMDB credits are they're extensive, extensive, extensive. I, I'll give you that. But even still bill Pullman's over here. He, I was looking through his IMDB. He plays senators. He plays governors. He plays presidents. He, he has a thing. He has a, he has a shtick. And it's giving oh, speeches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I have to give it to him for adults. And then Hayden Pinatier, she just crushed it, man. She cr- Like her role in Nashville, she plays Juliet Barnes. I know you don't watch Nashville, but she's basically Taylor Swift, but with like a meaner, sluttier streak. <laughs> From a trailer park. <laughs> yep, yeah. and she does what she has to do. No matter, she sleeps with who she has to sleep with. She cuts who she has to cut. To get Including everything she wants the whole time. Hill or McHill Hillman. <laughs> she does what she's got to do. Um, that was there. I, I was gonna pull up some parent reviews. There's not really anything fun and spicy. This movie was a lot deeper, deeper than we expected. Lindsay, what were your overall thoughts on the movie? So I had read something that I felt. Uh, adequately described it and I think they did a very good job of pushing a very heavy topic into a filter that kids could understand without Mm -hmm. having to really change the story that much or without like losing its integrity and I think they did a very good job of that they covered a lot of heavy topics not just 9-11 but they also covered Pearl Harbor and they covered the relationships between service men and women and their family, like all of those are very heavy topics and they did mm-hmm. it very well. I agree. 
I, I, I liked this movie a lot because I liked that even though we weren't ready for the, the, the truth that we got, we were able to get through it and digest it and understand it and follow along. And um, it wasn't like super sad, but it was very honest. And I like that. Man, I cried several times during this movie. You cry like you cry when we talk about High School Musical, so that but, doesn't really count. Like, it was, <laughs> out of hey, happiness hey, no, and out of emotional this. sadness is very two very different things. Hey, it, it it did catch me a little little. I did get a little emotional, right? Like, I'm not I'm not the toughest guy in the world, but it, it pulled at the heartstrings a little bit, right? Especially when they're talking mm-hmm. about like service and duty and like. These are the th- sacrifices yeah. we have to make, and the I was impressed. I was not. By the way, I was not expecting this movie when you guys no. were, hey hey watch Tiger Cruise right. I thought I was watching like some knockoff Jungle Cruise movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> was not expecting. Was not expecting a nine eleven flick, and dude, of all the things that I've seen, like. I think this is like the best way for a kid, like for them to deliver this to a child audience, right? To help them process. Cause when this came out, right? How many kids in America had their moms, their dads, their brother, sister, somebody was serving overseas that they knew. And mm-hmm. this is a great way for them to process what their family is going through and what they're going through. Right. I agree. So kudos I to agree. you, Mouse. This is good. This is a good, this one. A good one. This was one of the good Disney, we, we we me and Lindsay have watched a lot of Disney Channel original movies. This is one of the better ones. Um especially for one of the better ones with it not being a real funny one. As, right? This as is long not, this as was we not a comedy. The green screens. Like I'm so, I still yeah, can't yeah, let yeah. that go. Yeah. As long as we ignore the green you gotta screens. Let it go. We got gotta great let it go. Plot. We got great acting, um heavy topics. The and... acting was really good too. There's a yeah. lot of times it's trash acting. The acting was good throughout. Dude, they Is this some is, great actors. Correct me if I'm wrong. But could this be like top five cast of any DCOM ever? Um, yeah. it's definitely top five in terms of what we've what we've reviewed so far. It's definitely in the top five, if it's not in the top three of of the Yeah. I, I don't DCOM know what every done. cast looks like. You know, obviously right. some a lot of times there's like one heavy hitter and then there's a bunch of fillers. This this had a bunch of do like 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 some some what in in the football world we call RGs, right? Real guys, like like heavy hitters, like from top to bottom. There's like, like this cast was impressive. Yes, yes, I agree. I think one of the one of the casts, and like you're right. There's usually like one main, like big name, and this one ended up catching a couple before they blew up, and that was that's that's where you got to get them because you got the big name in Bill Pullman, and then you had some 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 other that guys, but. Catching Hedden Pinetier on the rise, catching Jeanette McCurdy on the rise, catching these guys before they blew up is is really the key, and that's what they got. Because even like we um, last year, me and Lindsay did "Twas the Night," and that had Brian Cranston before he was Walter White. Um, in that, and he, and then they had a couple other people, but Brian Cranston would have been the big name because he was doing Malcolm in the Middle at the time. But then he does, he ends up becoming Walter White, Breaking Bad, like that I becomes. Think, I think Brian. Brian Cranston's awesomeness, though, is he's be, he's done like multiple multiple things, right? That have like gotten him like ultra stardom, right? Like yeah, but like for for him, he was he, that was he was the name. But then you had a couple other like smaller guys. In this one, you're right that like this one had 
such a big name in Bill Pullman. He's already been the president in Independence Day. Yeah. When when you're getting him. So it's such a massive name. And then you get a Hayden Penetier who ends up blowing ends up being what they thought um Eric Von Von Denton or um Ryan, what's his face is Ryan Merriman. They thought that those guys would end up having those big careers, but Hayden Penetier is by far the biggest from the the kid actors that we have covered. That's true. Like they thought these other kids had a chance to be those people, but none of them are like, except for like maybe Demi Lovato when we did camp rock, but like that, the big name in the camp rock one was the Jonas brothers. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) She was a no name at the time. Correct. And she ended up going up, blowing up, but not for like TV or movies, but for like music. Um, But in terms of Hayden, in, in terms of Hayden Panettiere, she ends up staying in the acting space and becoming massive in that space. So I thought that was pretty I think good. This, the other part is the the cast is so large as well. We didn't even have an opportunity to talk about everybody on this cast because it's yeah. big and it's got big hitters in very small small roles. So we didn't even yeah. talk about everybody that's in this movie for time. But the cast surprisingly is huge. a good movie. Good it cast, is. good movie. Uh, this is one of the better ones we've seen. Matt, do you have anything you want to talk about, promote? Uh, not just, hey, give me a follow on the socials, right? Hey, Matt Gray Cooks on the Instagram or uh, I'm on Twitter at Coach Matt Gray. Um, give me a follow if you like football or, you know, grilled meats. <laughs> Lindsay, you got anything, anything you want people to follow you at? Just follow the podcast wherever you have it. Like, subscribe. Yep. Matt, thank you for joining us. Um, hey, thanks for having me, guys. This we, was fun. Sorry, we, we blindsided you. Yeah, <laughs> we did not know. We will, we'll have you on again um, in the new year, and we'll definitely talk about some other stuff. Um, we're going to make sure it's lighter. Okay, we're going to make sure it's lighter. Something we're having. Hey, <laughs> I, I'm not saying I have a specialty. But emotional <laughs> deepness is not is not it. It's not it. It's not you it. You know what? You would have surprised me based off of this because <laughs> you got real deep several times. Blew me away. Oh yeah, my business is people. <laughs> you could you could find me at KG Fury on all social media platforms. Please like and subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube. Um, if you're listening to this on podcast, make sure you follow us and subscribe. And you continue to listen and download because we love. And oh, if you want to get back, get to us at Facebook, DCOM After Dark, definitely comment to us. We answer all messages. So definitely hit us up. Tell us if you enjoyed it. And if you didn't, uh, just let us know too. And then we'll do the best we can. <laughs> With that, thank you for joining us and goodbye. Bye. Bye.